0: Hello friends. Welcome to another episode of Outside Perspective. I'm your host Adam Meredith. We have an awesome conversation for you today. Before I get to my guest though, we'll be doing a few housekeeping items. First, I want to say welcome to the show if you're new. So glad to have you here. If you're a repeat listener, you know what's up. I'm sitting down with interesting folks, having conversations, trying to gain some perspective. I'm stoked you guys decided to join me for this journey. I'm going to be doing a few housekeeping things. If that's not really your jam, you can go ahead and skip ahead to the conversation. I'll have a stamp, uh, I'll have a timestamp in the show notes. You can check that there and skip ahead if you want to do that. But we are going to go ahead and get to our sponsors in just a moment uh real quick i do want to ask you if you're getting value out of the show do me a favor just tell a friend bring us one friend word of mouth is the best way to grow because let's just be honest are you going to just listen to something without actually maybe having heard something good about it and who are you going to trust more than a friend so bring us a friend help us grow the show i'll be foreverly grateful if you do Alright, let's get to our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Strange Donuts. Listen, I love donuts. Oh god, they're so good. Doesn't matter where I'm at, I'm always looking for the best donut in that city. Hands down, if you are in St. Louis, you gotta try Strange Donuts. They have four locations. One in Kirkwood, one in Crevecore, which is the closest to me, one in Maplewood, and just across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. So you can check any, four, uh, any one of those four locations. You'll be happy that you did. They always have some sort of unique special donuts. They always do fire concoctions. They're always doing something that is amazing. You will absolutely love their donuts. Check them out. Let them know that we sent you here from outside perspective. This episode is brought to you by Imposed Will. Go to ImposedWill.com and check us out. Imposed Will is my company. We have a full line of apparel. We're always dropping new shit. We'll be dropping some new rash guards pretty soon. A whole bunch of other shit that I can't tell you about Check out what we do have now. You can save 10% just by using the code OUTSIDE at checkout. We also have a full line of apparel for the show. So anything outside perspective, you can check out over at at ImposedWill.com. Again, you'll save 10% just by using the code OUTSIDE when you check out. One more time, that's ImposedWill.com. This episode is brought to you by Hand Wraps. I love my Hand Wraps papers. I'm not a big fan of the tobacco leaves whenever I'm rolling up something. I'm reaching for my Hand Wraps. These are premium hemp rolling papers with all-natural gum. They got the tips. These are the shits. Go to HandWrapsCo.com. That's H-A-N-D-W-R-A-P-S-C-O.com check them out. They are providing a slow burn for all my heavy hitters. Go check them out today. My guest today is a barber from one of the coolest barbershops in St. Louis, Union Shop. His name is Peaches. We actually met at a fight show here in St. Louis. I've seen him quite a few times at fight shows. Always a pleasure every time I do see him. So I wanted to sit down and have a conversation with him. He's such a rad-ass human. We have a really good time. I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. Without any further rambling from me, let's gain some perspective with peaches. Peaches. It's like we're pilots right now. I know, right? Dude. that's that's usually like the number one response I get. Really? Yeah, you feel like you're in like a cockpit or some shit. Sick we're about to navigate the cosmos. Dude, do you keep up with the news and shit? Sometimes. Yeah. It's 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 really hard to because obviously there's just so much shit going on. There's a lot of bullshit going on. Dude always. It completely detracts from your life. Yeah. Not like it doesn't add in a meaningful way, oftentimes I found. Right? Yeah. It- I mean it's like a uh an installation of like fear all the time, yes, yes, well, the reason I asked that is because I didn't know if you had saw the um i guess it's been probably a little over a month ago now where they were uh Southwest had canceled all of those flights. did you see that they, yeah there was probably like i think like a thousand plus flights in a day that, that was canceled from Southwest. No shit. Yeah, dude, it was crazy because I was ironically flying down to Dallas. This was a Sunday. I think it, it first started happening maybe on Saturday night possibly, but, yeah, the Sunday, like, almost all these fucking flights out of – only for Southwest were getting canceled, and they were blaming it on weather. And uh, what it turned out to be is – what it really was is that all these fucking, like, pilots and different, uh, different employees – they didn't want to get a mandate, like a mandatory vaccine, so they all just were like going on strike and shit. So if you if you listen to the news, my point is, if you listen to the news, the story was that they're canceling all these flights because of like weather. Meanwhile, yeah, like because like Dallas is a major hub, and that's actually yeah. where I happen to be flying. And uh, so there's like all these people fucking stranded like in the airport the airport was so packed i was very fortunate like i was going on a day trip like i flew down to dallas in the morning i flew home in the evening yeah and somehow i I was very fortunate like i was able to catch both my flights i think the the flight home was maybe like an hour delayed but i'm in the airport in the evening and it is fucking packed bro like all these flights are canceled meanwhile they're blaming it on weather yet no other Airline is canceling flights because of weather, right? So it's like if you listen to the news, am I going to listen to this bullshit narrative, which is clearly not true? You have yeah. all these other flights going out. Yeah. And there's no other thing getting canceled because of weather. It's like, man, wild shit, bro. Wait,
1: like, why not be honest with them? Like, hey, this is what's going on. Like,
0: yeah, like, that's it. Just
1: be honest. So it's like, okay, you're going to lie to us about like why you're canceling flights. Like, what else are you going to lie on us?
0: I know, dude. You know what I always think is very, very funny or interesting or however you want to look at it is how. If you look at, I'm, I'm a very big, like, I love watching movies. Me too. And uh, if you look at, like, a lot of these movies that are period pieces, it's very easy for people to believe that there was corruption amongst people in power and politicians, like, in the past. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you'll see an old movie from, like, the 20s, and there's this crooked-ass politician, and everybody just accepts that, right? But Oh, yeah, yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, that was that, that doesn't apply to today. No. Like, for whatever reason, no, our politicians, our people in power, they're not like that. People forget. It's like, people are human. Yeah. It's
1: like, and I always think, too, it's like, if anybody's going to run for, like, a political office like that, too, it's like, you have to be mentally ill. Like, yeah. there's like to think that, like, you have enough power to change, like, that
0: many people's life with that many differences and, like, different I, cultures. I mean, if you, yeah, the type of person that probably wants that job Is not somebody who's out there actually trying to be. I mean, for sure, some, but I would imagine that the majority of the people are not usually going in it for like altruistic reasons. They're just really wanting to be in charge of people. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah.
1: A, like a, like a almost. Or some people have like a savior complex with it too. Yes. Like oh, I can save the world. I can save I, the fucking world. I can save the world. I can make it in my image. And it's like, come on, man. What? Whatever happened to like accepting people's like differences and be like, oh, you agree with that, and I don't, and that's cool. It's, we should move on to something yeah. else.
0: Let's just move the fuck
1: on. Strange times, my friend. Yeah, or just like ed, like educate people. Like, yeah. Like like yeah i don't know what that is so tell me what it is and i can make my own opinion
0: on it right yeah discussion has just gone out the window it's like you're just supposed to believe what i say yeah you can't you can't question um we were talking i was talking with i guess a couple people now this week i feel like i'm almost on repeat kind of because um certain things just keep popping up in conversations Yeah, yeah yeah and uh we were talking about how like the term conspiracy theorist was, uh, it was actually coined by the CIA in like 67. It's not, the reason they did it is essentially to discredit anybody who, anybody who was, uh, going against like the official narrative.
1: Okay. So like what they were putting out there and
0: yeah. yeah. So like what's on the news, like what's the story of any official story, anybody who's like rationally thinking and asking questions, they were labeled a conspiracy theorist. And like, that's where we have that term. Like, Anytime, when you hear conspiracy theorists, is it ever like a good connotation? See, I think like for me 15 years ago, it was always like an interesting conversation because
1: it seemed like uh, the best like historical fiction where it's like, oh, people have this like different idea on oh, uh, yeah. a take of history. But mm-hmm. it's like now conspiracy theorists, it's like, it's so like, it's like ingrained where it's like uh, associated with QAnon and like a
0: crazy thing where it's like, yeah, it's like, they're microchipping all of us and it's like all these far out things right yeah oh my god so as soon as you hear that term right you just associate it with like the most like outlandish thing yeah so then whenever it's something that is presented reasonable such as like hey man i don't know if you notice but if you start allowing them to mandate shit that's a slippery slope where you can lose freedom and say like, oh no you're just being a conspiracy theorist yeah. say like, wait a second how, how how is that a conspiracy like that's There's actually a lot of evidence to show that that happens. Yeah, I mean, like you look in history as
1: a whole, or even like sci-fi books, where it's like, oh, this is a this is a mandated thing. This is where it ends up going. Yes, bro, did you just see that
0: they have robots that can reproduce?
1: No, what? Like they can they can actually make like another robot?
0: Bro, I just found out about this as well, and it is fucking crazy. They essentially have. combined these like tiny little, like they're super, super small little robots with like actual flesh. I, I've, I can't remember which animals they use. I'm so the,
1: not... so there is like some kind of an organic matter that's in there. Yeah, it's it, organic. Like, oh, yeah. So they, they
0: they've paired the two. Yeah.
1: That is terrifying. That was like, was that, I don't know, it was some kind of big tech company that was trying to do artificial intelligence and then... The two computers started creating their own dialect. Oh shit! And talking to each other. Yeah, something so, I, I heard about that. Yeah, and they, they they unplugged it because like we can't control that. Like
0: they we don't know what they're saying, what they're what they're planning. Like uh, oh my gosh, what the fuck, dude? Living robots? Yeah, Xenobots. World. Okay, let me see here. I never know what to click on. World's first living robots can now reproduce, scientists say. The U.S. scientists who created the first living robots say the life forms known as Xenobots can now reproduce and in a way not seen in plants and animals. Formed from the cells of the African clawed frog, which is Xenopus levis, uh, from which it takes its name, Xenobots are less than a millimeter wide. The tiny tiny blobs were first unveiled in 2020 after experiments showed that they could move, working together in groups, and self-heal.
1: Oh, that's not good at all.
0: Bro, what? You know what that means? We're going to have Wolverine very soon.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this is the start of the X-Men right here.
0: China's already probably doing this with people, right?
1: Well, there's always those, uh, like, you know, depending on where you look at it, where they talk about, like, the, the human-pig combinations and, like, the chimeras and shit that they've been trying over in mm-hmm. China. Yeah, it's dude. Like, well, and then they were doing – there was that fucking surgeon in Italy – that was trying to do the head transplant.
0: You know, I never followed up on that, but I think I heard about
1: that. So they, like, they wouldn't let him do it there, but China was like, yeah, you can come here. You can come
0: here and do it, right?
1: So the guy that they had do it, you know, they waited a long time for it. He has, like, some kind of, like, muscle disorder where it's like, oh, eventually over time, like, he was not going to be able to control his body. Like, it was just going to deteriorate into, Mm -hmm. like, I guess, being paralyzed. But uh, he backed out at the last minute because he fell in love and had a kid and he just like like i guess the power of love basically is what he's saying it was like no i don't want to do this crazy thing because they couldn't guarantee that he was going to survive
0: but well according to this world's first human head transplant human head transplant has been successful someone's already did it carried out this is on october 11th 2021 oh my god so this is okay but this says has been carried out on a corpse in china
1: Oh, yeah, I did see did. Yeah, I, yeah. I,
0: controversial Italian doctor. So on Friday, he and his team are now ready to perform the surgery. On a, okay, so it wasn't actually done on a living person, it doesn't seem. They're now ready to do it on a living person. Whoa, Dr. Sergio Canavera, chief of the Turin Advanced Neuromodulation Group. So the operation was carried out by a team led by Dr. Zai Ping Ren, I probably fucked that name up. That looks pretty right. Yeah, who was last successfully grafted a head into a monkey's body. So last year, that person did this on a monkey. Holy fuck. What are we doing? Like, this does, this is playing too much. So the successful transplant by the surgeons at the Harbin Medical University shows that this technique, uh, that his techniques for reconnecting the spine, nerves, and blood vessels to allow two bodies to live together will work. Although Russian computer scientist Valery Spiridonov, who suffers from a muscle-wasting disease, volunteered to become a first head transplant patient, the teams had or the team has said the first recipient will likely be Chinese because of the ch- because of the chance of a Chinese donor body or donor yeah body will be higher. Okay, so I guess they want the same head and body. Okay, That's, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, they are yeah. saying they'll be able to get a Chinese. Donor body probably easier. Okay. Well. Uh Canavero who has claimed to have successfully carried out the surgery on rats and monkey and monkey. I guess my monkeys. Uh, <laughs> just a singular monkey. Yeah, just a singular maybe maybe just monkey, yeah. Said the scientific or said scientific papers detailing the procedure on the corpse as well as more details. Of the first live human transplant would be released in the next few days. He said a live operation would take place in China because his efforts to get backing for the project were dismissed by the medical communities in the US and Europe. Well, no shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Frankenstein over here. Dude. Holy shit, man. According to USA Today. Man, this is insane.
1: I can I didn't know they actually did it on like on a cadaver. That's man, can you imagine? That happening to you, and you waking up on like another body, (sighs) dude, that's wild. Like if you're like seven foot two or something, or even like three foot, and you're just like, what the like, you're yeah,
0: I don't man, how? (sighs)
1: Because there's so many movements that we don't realize that we do that just are like that we just know how to do. We don't think about you know,
0: right, right.
1: So would you? I guess you'd have to relearn that in a new
0: body. You know this this just it just really makes me. You have to wonder about consciousness right because i i feel like you're 100 percent operating under the assumption that consciousness is completely in the brain yeah with this with this technique yeah is that the a, case that's a good point does all does everything point that it's probably all in the brain i don't know i Maybe. mean i would think so i
1: mean I, I don't think they would pursue this unless that's what they thought with that i'm sure that's I, what
0: they think but yeah. i don't know but i wonder like what what is consciousness right like what is that thing that makes you you and me me like have you ever gone on like a deep trip yeah yeah and yeah. you know like when you like blast off yeah and how you, you can still very much have this sense of you although you're not really in your physical body no you're somewhere somewhere else. but you are you so that is your so in my mind that tells me that like I have a body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How people say like you know, you like you you have a soul or like you are a soul, like but you have a body. Yeah. You use whatever word you want to use, but like you know, like whatever I am, like I have a body. Like I used to I used to very much identify with like, my physical self. Yeah. Like, I thought what I saw in the mirror was me. But then after having a very deep DMT experience I quickly realized, no, like I have a body and uh whatever I am is not that.
1: No, no, it's just like the vessel that we're carrying on, there. right? So I've always looked at like the conscious like, as like just matter because that's what it is, mm-hmm. and it can't be created or destroyed. So it's, it's transferred, yeah. It's just transferred, so it's like
0: yes, yes. So I always just refer to it as energy. So the question is, would that transfer just by transferring the head and the brain? I mean, a lot of, of I mean, a lot of how we interpret the world is the brain, but I mean, is it? I mean, there's that gut brain. Access where, I mean, so much is produced in the gut as well. So it's like, oh, I wonder. That's some interesting shit, man. I mean, this
1: just sounds like the start of, like, an 80s cult horror film. Yes. Like, you know, it's like, say they do pull it off, and it's like the body rejects the head, and it's like this whole battle of him trying to rip off his
0: own head the whole movie. Oh, shit. You know, it's like that that crazy shit could be an option, too. It's like, dude. It seems like we've already thought about so many of the worst case scenarios yeah. when it comes to this shit, but for whatever reason we just completely ignore them and move forward anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's like I don't know. It, it there's I think there's such a high level of science that sometimes like human life and consciousness is like disregarded. Yeah.
0: Like just your like the hubris of humans. Yeah.
1: Like. uh it's like someone's primal brain just reserts, reverts everyone back to just like a animal instead of like a yeah. conscious being in front of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. You just start looking at people as just as a, like an other a thing. Yeah, a, a, a statistic, an ant, like you know what I'm saying, but not not the same as yourself.
1: No, no, it's like uh, like in World War Two in Japan when they had like what was that unit one thirty seven? Was that it was just like like. Huge concentration camp that they were just doing the wildest experiences on. Oh
0: yeah, like the Nazis.
1: Yeah, yeah, but this was in Japan. But they were doing it way worse. This they'd is like, in Japan. Yeah, they're like, what happens if we just put arsenic all over? It's like, or right, what if we remove this much skin? It's right, like, just whatever skin, you can think of. Just yeah, whatever. It's like, what if we remove this organ or flip this organ and just do all these crazy? Like, how long can people live this one for? Right. So the crazy part is that the head scientists of that, like, when they came to stop them, you know, the U.S. brought them in and he spent the rest of his life devoting his life to children's cancer. Oh really? Yeah, so this man spent like 5 to 10 years just torturing and doing the worst things and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just fix kids." It's like
0: Holy shit. And we brought him here to the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
1: wow. Yeah.
0: I did not know that. Oh yeah. yeah. We got a lot of uh we got a lot of uh, like w- w- I want to say war criminals, really. Yeah. We got a lot of oh war God. criminals.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's, it's scary.
0: Like Russia got half and like we got a lot.
1: Yeah. It was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like,
0: like for real, man. Like when you, when you learn about the amount of people after World War II, what was it, Operation Paperclip where they brought over all of these Nazi scientists and it's, they're just NASA. They made NASA with that. They
1: made, yeah. They made NASA. They made NASA. They, they, they got get, us to the moon and it was like, and whatever else they did with it. Too. Whatever like, else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's fucking crazy. It's
1: fucking, it's like, it's like Russia and the United States basically did like a villain fantasy football. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get them and we get this
1: person. Yeah.
0: Holy shit, they man. A draft
1: of mad scientists. i are like, all right, which one's got the cooler team here? Yeah. Like, it's
0: like, I know you've murdered countless amounts of people, dude. but who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Whoa, dude. That blows me away. Fuck, dude. And that brings me to the original point of how, it, for whatever reason, people are so trusting of of people in power. Oh, yeah. And the government and politicians, like, they're not just going to just do something in their own best interests. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether it's, it's bringing over, like, war criminals and just giving them new identities and be like, hey, look, it's all for the greater good. We need to get to the moon first. Fuck Russia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like what's the, what's up there? Why did we need to get up there?
1: I, I just to say it, you know, just it's to like, do it. It's yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, it's a dick swinging contest. That's a really good point. I never really thought about that. It's like why, like why, <laughs> what was the, just to say that we did it? You know, it's like
0: fuck yeah. It. Do we really even go up there anymore? That often, like how many? I know we send shit up there. Yeah, but, when's but the last time? But do people go up there anymore? I don't think so. Unless you're like a billionaire now.
1: Yeah, where you can just fly around the earth and just do whatever you want. Dude, that's crazy, dude.
0: I know. Fuck. I wouldn't mind having a lot of money like that, but. It just seems like a lot more good can be done than is being done.
1: Yeah, no, and I I think that I think about that too because it's like I don't know, it's like people get mad at that Bezos for having that much money. It's like, yo, he he like won the game, but at the same time, it's like. You Don't need that much money, you just start fucking handing that shit out. Like,
0: he fucking owns the game now, he does. A handful of people own the game
1: big yeah. time, and, and no one would like question him or like put him down if he was just like, Oh, here's all this, this charity, or do this and this. And it's like, Look at like we have the fact of like Dolly Parton like helping fund a vaccine, like someone that is not a billionaire but just has like you know. Not uh, a yeah. social name.
0: Yeah, just out there trying to do something that they yeah. Like, right. Yeah, it's like she yeah. didn't
1: need to do that. And it's like I'm sure she doesn't have a budget for doing that shit, but she
0: did. Yeah. You know, the cool thing I, I noticed during like the pandemic when things were shutting down, there there well, it there was this mass transference of wealth, which is where Bezos comes in, right? Like, he got super rich. Yeah. But like I saw you, you would see guys like uh, you said Dolly Parton and it just made me think of uh, of Guy Fieri and during the pandemic that dude raised I, like millions and millions of dollars for people like in the food industry because so many restaurants were shut down and so many people lost their fucking job. Yeah. And you were just talking about Dolly Parton. I was like, yeah, man, there are definitely some really cool humans who are in a position to like really
1: help. They use like, you know, their identity as like an actual good purpose and not even for just like, Oh, look how good I am. It's just like, no, this is like probably what I should do. Yeah. This is what they believe in. And like, this is what I should do with it. Yeah. Are you a money driven kind of person? Not really. Like, you know, the, I I like to get have enough. I think when I, when I was younger, for sure, yeah. like in my when I first started barbering, that's all I wanted to do. It was like just I just make money, and I was working anywhere from twelve to fourteen to sometimes sixteen hours days. But like, how long have you been a barber? Nine years. Okay, I've been doing it for nine years. So uh, at the, at one point, I just got to our. It was during the pandemic when I just had nothing but time. I was like, man, is money really worth my time? So yeah. then I just cut down to six hours a day, and it's like this is. This Ooh. is great.
0: Like you just completely own your time. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you can make
0: a lot of money being a barber.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like how much work you want to put in for yeah. the day? Like, I
0: mean, if you just want to just grind all day. Yeah. How long does it take to cut? I, some you're, hair? It depends. Usually thirty to forty-five minutes, like on average. There. Yeah. Okay, so then, what you can get, like, uh, ten people in in a day, is that pretty reasonable? Yeah. How long How long would it take to get ten people in in a day? Is that like a ten-hour day? You think?
1: No, I mean, like, you can. I could probably knock that out in, like, six or seven hours. You so know? you could do just ten like, people in six and seven hours. So yeah, that's like hustling. An av- Is just, that, like,
0: an average day for you?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like, yeah, usually right now I'm seeing about seven to eight, and it's, like, perfect. Because mm. then I get to like, I mean, I love cutting hair, but I, I just like the conversation of it more. Like, yeah, man.
0: like, what's that like working in a fucking barbershop, dude? And from what I understand, I've never been in there, but from my understanding understand, like, you guys have, like, the best barbershop in town. It's so much fun. It's, like... I always explain it's like, you know, the Foot
1: Clan highlighted uh, Ninja Turtles. It's <laughs> yeah. like that. Really? And like, everyone everyone is just cool and accepting of each
0: other. Well, if other. you're working there, it makes you say something. I mean, that kind of gives me an idea on the type of people that are there. Oh,
1: yeah. Everyone is just
0: like, like minded weirdos, but so individualistic in their own.
1: Really? Like, yeah. Everyone's got this – like, oh, we have, like, our job is, like, our main focus, but everyone has, like, this side thing that they do. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, really cool. It's like one guy's got, like, working on a brewery where he grew up in Arkansas. Oh, cool. And then we have. Another guy that does uh, – he's an amazing hip-hop artist and starting like a podcast, like introducing the black community into craft beer. Oh, cool. Yeah, which like there's not too many things like that.
0: Dude, I, I used to love craft beer. Same, was, same. Man, at one point I thought I was going to brew, and uh, it's, it's actually been a little over a year since I've actually drank. But I I love fucking beer. I really appreciate beer. Same. Like, do, you, do you brew, or you just thought you were going to? No,
1: I thought – like – I. Because I bartended for a while too. Like when I was uh, in barbering school and then also just afterwards because it was fun. So it was like I was, was handed all the, like the best beers all the time mm, too. Yes. And it, it's a slippery slope because it was never like, oh, I want to get hammered on these. It was like, how many different flavors can I try? Like, what did this brewery do? And it's like, yes,
0: it gets deep, man. It gets really deep. You, it's not just, you know. Budweiser and No, no, and yeah. All these domestic beers, there's so much to it. The flavors get so deep. I'm not much of a hop guy. I found you want this? anymore? No, I'm all okay. right, I'm alright. Yeah, I'm not much of a hop guy. Um I can appreciate some hops, but I've I found I'm just much more into like malts and barley's and shit. Oh, see, I really love that I've always loved really bitter bitter things. Do you So you're really in the IPAs then? Yeah, night. like yeah. those like New England style real hazy like juicy tasting yeah. ones. So yeah, so you like bitters. Oh, yeah. Just in general. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man. What's your favorite beer? Do yeah. you have one?
1: I would have to think about that. It'd, like, brewery, I could definitely say it would be Three Floyds. Okay. Yeah. Where are they? They're in Munster, Indiana, like right outside Chicago. Okay. And they just brew the craziest, craziest beers. Like what kind? Uh, a little bit of everything. And they'll really? collaborate. They'll just do what whatever. You got to see their aesthetic, too. What like, are they called? Uh, uh, Three Floyds. Three... Like, they have this, uh, awesome pale ale zombie dust, mm. and it's, like, all their neat. Like, one of their beers was called Space Station Middle Finger.
0: You like sour beers? Yeah, yeah. yeah I like sours, too.
1: Those are great, because then, like, you have to, like, sip on it. Like, you can't just pound it.
0: Yeah. three-fourths
1: company. I don't drink too much beer anymore, man. Like, when, once I started realizing how much, like, empty calories were in it, mm-hmm. like, it really was, like, an awakening thing.
0: Yeah, like- man, for sure. Like I said, I haven't had a drink in probably a year and a half, and, uh... For me, I just do a lot of cannabis. I, I tell Sorry. people, I tell people like I do a lot of drugs, just not that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For the most part, um, but I really appreciate it, man. And I've kind of been debating on whether or not I was maybe gonna do like maybe like have a drink more ritul- like ritualistically, like on the podcast. Um, I do really enjoy bourbon. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. like a good like a good bourbon. I really appreciate just the flavor profile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've always been a more of a liquor guy too. Like, Are you? Yeah,
1: I love going down those rabbit holes with it. So Dude. this is how, like, uh, cool. during during the middle of that pandemic, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just quit drinking. I did nine months, like, not drinking at all. Oh, yeah. And I was like, just to, just to show myself. I didn't have a problem or anything, but it was just like, just to show myself I could do it. But when I went back and had, like, my first couple of drinks, my appreciation for that drug was way different. It wasn't mm. like, I have to do this to go socialize. Yeah. I have to do, it was like, oh, I'm going to have, like, two or three drinks. And it wasn't like... You know, it's like, that would be it, you know? Yeah,
0: and it's like, it's because you want to, not because you feel maybe this obligation because you're out doing something. Yeah, yeah. Or just using that as an excuse.
1: Yeah, or like running for some problem or anything. So it was like a whole different thing. And it it became more of like a treat because it wasn't like, oh, every, like, you know, just bartending is like, oh, every single night we're going to have drinks.
0: Right, yeah.
1: That eats away your mind. And
0: you know that you can go and like go out and have fun and do all that and like not drink.
1: Yeah, and just smoking weed and having... Doing this, having conversations, like getting to know people. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, Because honestly, man, in general, I, I, I mean, I always feel just fine the next day after smoking. But it doesn't matter if I have... Like, one drink, I can usually even feel that the next morning, like, in my joints or something. I usually be a little bit stiffer. Yeah. Um. I usually, I, I retain water, and I, like, I'll blow it out. So, for me, I'm just like, man, I, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I just, I always feel that the next day. So, that's kind of, like, a deterrent for me. But, so, I'm hoping that if, if I have just, like, you know, some really good, bourbon or something just a glass or two like that shouldn't really do too much to me i don't think
1: no it'll just make you appreciate it more you know yeah i mean the flavor
0: profiles are amazing i have some friends they go um they drove down i I think they try to do it once or twice a year at least they'll drive down to louisville and -hmm. they'll hit several different just liquor stores and just shopping for the shit because apparently that's a good place to go oh yeah yeah right like right right in kentucky
1: that's like where all the good bourbon is yeah
0: yeah I wish I knew more about it. I'm going to have a guy on the podcast. Um, he has a show, him and a couple other guys, and uh, it's like the MMA and, and – Bur- I think it's called the MMA and Bourbon Appreciation. Oh, uh,
1: Craig and Jeremy? With yeah, you it? know? you yeah. know, yeah. Craig yeah, yeah, and Jeremy? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Craig and Jeremy uh, Johnson, and then Jimmy Wright also does it with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy does it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and fuck. I forget you know all those fuckers because you are also in the fighting space as well.
1: Yeah. So here's a funny story. Holy cow. Uh, Jeremy was the one that helped me get started. Really, movie tie? Yeah, that's cool. How did you meet Jeremy? He was uh, he was uh, a client of my coworker Nux, mm. and we just got along so well. And I was like, "Yo, I th- I really want to do this." And I was like, "Where where should I go?" So he gave me some list of spots, and I ended up at Watson, and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, meeting all those guys, and I immediately took to it. I was like, "Oh, there's like a lot of like minded weirdos." Yeah, that just want to be disciplined
0: yeah kyle's just a really good dude he's he he's has a, such, he has a really good gym
1: yeah it's it's nuts it was like like you meet him once and he remembers you forever it's crazy mm-hmm. it's like i've never met invite like that that sees that many people a day yeah
0: like yeah man every time i go in there he's just uh he's just always very friendly super super, friend- super at, nice yeah everyone at that gym was super super cool yeah it is super super cool people. how do you how'd you link up with with Jamie, we grew up together. Okay, so we, you've just known Jamie forever. Yeah,
1: we grew up together in the, um, in, uh, the music scene. Oh, like we had bands that played together and like going to shows and stuff. And oh, you know, Jamie's always been like such a nice wild kid, but mm-hmm. he was super skinny and even even crazier when he was younger.
0: Uh yeah, no. So, I remember. Jamie, whenever like before, he kind of grew out his hair and had as many tattoos as he does. Yeah,
1: with the super clean cut, high and tight. Jamie, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and that's just be- like just because um, I think at that time he was training at Kirk Huff's gym. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of remember like seeing. I don't. We, I don't think we really knew each other, but I just I just knew he trained at Kirk Huff's gym, like, and I just remember seeing his shit on social and whatnot, and uh, to see where he's at now, it's fucking cr- it's crazy, Dude, crazy bro. It's, it's so much fun working with him too, and it was like. Cause when he started getting in
1: fighting, he's like, "Yo, you should, you should, you should do this." He'd hit me up every like once in a while. Like, we've always been, you know, we've always been friends, but like, we weren't, you know, just living different lives right there. We weren't as close as we are now. Yeah. So, so did
0: you just start training just just to do it, or did you have in, you had intentions to fight as soon as you started training?
1: As soon as I started training, I just wanted to start doing it, and okay. then it was like it wasn't until like the first time I sparred and then like got dinged in the head, and I was mm-hmm. like. This is it's like I well first off I'm not made of glass. Yeah. That was awesome. Like I feel so, like it, it was like I'm really excited. It's like, like
0: you're a lot tougher than you yeah, thought.
1: Yeah, it's like, okay, let's go. And it's like, let's do this. We're like fighting. This is awesome. So like, how
0: long were you training at that point?
1: Uh when I when I first sparred? Yeah. Oh man, I was probably training for like three months and I just jumped into it. Like okay. it was like right out of the entrance or right out of like the beginning class where they teach you the basics yeah
0: so you're at kyle's three months in yeah yeah and, and i was like you yeah like,
1: All right, i want to fight yeah I was like this is awesome so okay. it's like and at that time i was like i couldn't devote as much time as i can now to fight yeah so it's like and then once again once the pandemic happened i was like i'm doing this yeah so that's when i linked up with jamie mm. because uh you know uh at, at watson's um they they were handling everything like perfectly but mm-hmm. it was like you could only have 45 minutes to train yeah and it was like falling on hours that i had to be at work and stuff so it was yeah. like,
0: oh, i can't and, like it just didn't really fit your lifestyle yeah way. and yeah. they weren't
1: sparring so i hit yeah. jamie up and i'm like what's up do you want to train he's like absolutely yeah and then it was like day one it's like every day since then like we, really we, yeah it's like like five to six times a week like every day we just do it that's legit yeah that's, was he training anybody else at that time yeah it was just not not to fight at the time right so it's like me james like came in and then we both were like, yeah, we want to fight. Cause like,
0: like the found like the founding members of the fight team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Like, he, cause uh, he had a, I mean, he was training people that wanted to lose weight that we knew and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. and that was really cool too. Cause then we had like these old friends that were like, you know, they're in recovery and like. Trying to find something new after like a life of like hard drugs and stuff, it's like, yeah, come work out with us. So it's like they yeah. got addicted to that, and then like, yeah. changed their life for the better. And well, yeah, and
0: you get, I mean, you have a community now.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. the most important part. Absolutely, of just weirdos, and it's just like, and then sure enough, some people are like, yeah, I actually want to fight, and that's where Patrick just showed up. Right? Yeah, so Pat's first kickboxing fight mm-hmm. against Boyer. He'd only been training kickboxing for, like, two months before that. Really? Yeah. Fuck it, man. Just trial by
0: fire. Jump right in. That's
1: what, yeah. Oh, dude, you know.
0: Why not? It's just amateur fighting. It is. You know, there's nothing to be scared it of, no. really. I mean, sure. I mean, obviously, it's still a fight. I'm not saying it's not serious, but, yeah, you know. Might, you're not going to die. Like. Yeah. You you're know, not going to die. Like, it's it's going to be fine. It's just so in there. Like, you're a lot tougher than you think you are. Just go lay it out there. It's Everyone just, loves you afterwards regardless.
1: And that bond you make with that other person that, like, the first time you're meeting is, like, in, like, a physical altercation is, like, such a entry. Like, it's a deeper bond
0: than sex, I feel like, you know? Dude, I mean, not many people know what it's like to go in there and just give everything that you have and, and also receive everything that somebody else has. Absolutely. Right? And just... There's there's a special bond in mutual combat and true mutual combat, you know, where like everything's cool. In the I just shared this video. Um, there was a I up at Mount Vernon, Illinois, Pedigo submission fighting. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple guys. Uh, it was it was Wes and, and Jesse as their as their names. They uh, they they were having some issues. So after practice, they fucking they fought, and as some people were. We're like, what the fuck are you doing letting these guys fight? But it's like, listen, what do you mean? These are two grown men. They they, they fought. They fucking, they shook hands afterwards. Everything's good. They're right back. To, like, everything's squashed. Yeah. It's, it's over. They move forward. It's like, man, for for as long as people have been alive, people have been fighting. yeah. You know, there's just there's just something about it. And when you go in there and like it's structured, right? Especially in in the in the context of doing like kickboxing or Muay Thai or some sort of sport. Yeah. Man, it's structured. You're you're gonna be fine. You got gloves and shit. We yeah. take precautions. Yeah. Man, just test yourself. Just see what it's like. You're gonna get some bruises, maybe like a little blood. Like it's not. Yeah. You're not gonna die. Yeah, I'm not saying I have to go fight. You know, in the backyard like those guys like those guys did in the gym yeah and they're just like listen let's do it yeah it was fucking dude, re- wild did you see it did, have you have you seen that video floating around or anything no I dude get- these fucking guys i
1: gotta i gotta see that well i feel like too it's like to them there's like just certain uh conversations that couldn't be put into words so it's like let's just use our fucking
0: yeah i think they they agreed on you know what are the parameters in which we're gonna fight here you know they 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 basically just kind of did like a valley tudo type deal you know what i'm saying bare knuckle type shit and, uh, and then it's just squash, man. It's like, man, we need more of that. That's People are soft these days, they, bro. They are. They are. I remember,
1: so I went to Windsor Middle School, and our gym coach, if you, two kids got into uh, a fight in his uh, in his class, instead of sending them to the principals, he'd send them home with a permission slip and put headgear and gloves on, and the next day they'd just box it out. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it was like 10 out of 10 times the kids were like, all right, it's cool. Yeah. So it's like the time, and then like, Right when I was in eighth grade, they took it away from
0: him and he retired. Mm. It was like, dude, is like, and everyone respected him. It was like, yeah, man, there was a time now. fucking, If kids fight, they want to press charges on kids. But yeah, I know. So, like, what in the world? Oh my god, can you imagine me like 12 and be like, oh yeah, we're pressing charges against your 12 year old? Like, dude, listen, boys are just rowdy. Oh, yeah, there's just, there's not all, but in general, most. I mean, there's there's something to just being aggressive and just fucking the horse playing, and you know what I'm saying, wrestling oh. around and just being aggressive. And there's actually like testosterone, especially because like, all right, so you're going through you're going through puberty, right? Your hormones are fucking raging, testosterone's going through the fucking roof. When you have high testosterone, like doing work, like competing, like that actually feels good. It's like it's like a reward system. Yeah. So so being physical. And, and, like, and being, and being like, dominant, like, there's something primal there, and that's just what fucking dudes do. They want to – whether it's, like, showing off, you know, like, driving a fucking a cool-ass car when you're 16 or going and fucking, you know, joining the football team or yeah. you, you're lifting weights or – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dudes find a way to kind of, like, feel cool. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And a part of that is just being aggressive.
1: It is 100%. Like, I was just saying this the other day. I think there's like nothing more terrifying to me than seeing like, like a group of like five eighteen-year-old dudes. I'm like, fuck that group. I want to walk away from it. Dude, like,
0: yeah, and and all honestly, man, the, the most dangerous group of people walking around are are boys between roughly like sixteen and and twenty-four. I would I would a hundred percent agree. Yeah, like, twenty-five. They, no. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. They, no, dude. No. no, and the scary thing is. Where we are in society today is when you're 18, you're considered an adult. Meanwhile, your brain is really not even fully developed yet. Like no. you're, you're still very much a kid, no, trying to yeah. figure shit out. And uh, but you're you're told, all right, you're an adult now. You can go do all this shit. And it's like, fuck, man, it's a scary world. With a bunch of maniacs running around. Oh yeah, and at yeah. the same time, you have to pick
1: your career right now and do it the rest of your life. Right, and it's yeah. like that's the craziest thing to tell anyone. You're
0: told you're going to be a loser otherwise. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, like a failure to society. Like, that's the worst thing. It's so dumb. Yeah, man. Especially because now it's just a feeder system, right? <laughs> they just try to push everybody into into like in the colleges. At least growing up, that's what they used to do. Same, yeah. And I don't know if they're doing it so much today. I mean, I think kids have a lot of examples of how. You can make it without college. Of course, they're still pushing that though. Like you know, they want they want kids to go to college because you're supposed to go to college and get your degree and then go and get a nine to five and then live that life. Oh yeah, and then pay off like this enormous debt that you took because you had to do this. Yeah, and now you have all this debt that you can't even. It, it doesn't go away with bankruptcy. It's the only debt that doesn't. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. There was a time you could. There was a time you could. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was taken advantage of quite a bit by the, the baby boomer, boomer generation. Dave, and so then it was like, nope, no more. Good for that. I mean,
1: I feel like at least our generation, like, there has to be some kind of change eventually. Like,
0: I would hope there's some sort of massive relief. The, I mean, the government owns all the debt. Yeah. And it's really just arbitrary. It's, it's, arbitrary. it's, it's not. Really, so,
1: yeah, it's, like a little piece of, like, cloth is, like, what we...
0: Yeah, it's like, all right, well, we can't take this knowledge away from you that you gained while you're there, so we're just not going to let you ever, like, be free of this debt unless you pay it. Yeah. Meanwhile, they'll allow people to get – you can go get a degree in any sort of kind of bullshit – thing that isn't necessarily going to make you any money or even if it if you if you thought it was going to make you money you just found out the harsh truth is like hey the real world just doesn't give a fuck that you have a degree like you still need experience oh yeah you know what i'm saying oh yeah absolutely it's like you're strapped down with 50 75 100 who knows how much you know Thousands of dollars worth of debt, and then now you're you're you have a job that's maybe making you like thirty or forty thousand dollars a year if you're lucky. Oh yeah,
1: and you have to pay eight hundred of that a month to do like this <laughs> insane debt. Like, it's crazy, man. It's it's nuts. Like yeah,
0: and the the interest on that shit is insane. Oh, it's nuts. Insane. You're paying so much in interest, you're you're just you're just turning your wheels for the first I don't know like five years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh just low. Just
1: slowly getting that down. It's like oh cool cool, Here's the original amount that I'm supposed to pay here. Yeah, After I just paid 17,000 of it off real quick. Yeah,
0: it's fucking insane, dude. It's crazy. But uh,
1: yeah, I, I would
0: hope that something's gonna come around where I would think so.
1: Because I and you, I can kind of start to see this like shift in the mentality of it too. Where it's like, uh, I do know like a lot of people, me included, they were like, why am I gonna slave away like my 20s and 30s and my youth trying to pay this stupid debt off just to like not be able to move and. You know, yeah. be isolated when I'm old and re- like retired. It's like, yeah, why don't I just have fun now when I can move and have a good time and worry about that shit down the road? Like it's not
0: going anywhere. It's like, not going anywhere. No. Yeah, I mean, shit. It. I think about like if if I only had my my undergrad debt. I was pretty fortunate because I had, I'm don't know, fortunate enough. I guess just how you however you look at it, but I I had my son whenever I was 20 years old. So. Okay. Uh, the last two years of school, I still, you know, I was, was like working full time and I had him. So I actually got quite a bit of like federal aid because dude, whenever you're a kid, it's, it's all based off your parents. So you can't even really get a ton of federal aid usually as a kid, because if your parents do, if you have, if you even have two parents in the household, they don't have to make a lot of money for you to not qualify for a lot of federal aid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Right. Which kind of pushes you into that student loan debt but because i had my son um I, I was able to like qualify for some shit so i didn't have a ton of student. i think i graduated with like twenty thousand dollars wasn't nothing it wasn't like crazy but still like that's that's a that's a good chunk of money that i have to pay like i was paying it down and then i went and i got my my master's degree because i was like i was working in a call center and i was there for like a th- little, like th- little over three years and uh i'm like man i'm going nowhere And then you don't want to like go jump to another job. No, no, no. And then go right back to like the bottom of somewhere else. It's like, man, all right, let me just stick this out. So I did that whole thing. It's like, all right, let me go get my master's degree. I get my master's degree. And then like, all right, it, it actually was kind of paying off. It got me a better job in the company I was in. But then they hit me with a random drug test, bro. Oh, are you serious? Yes, oh. dude. For no, for no real reason. Not because I was. I was actually. I was the only person who did the job. I actually worked up to be like a project manager, and I was doing a lot of cool shit within like the marketing space. And they, uh, I'm, I'm suspicious that it was because I just asked for a raise and they gave it to me. And they're oh, just like, let me just God. let me recertify this motherfucker. But they hit me with a random test either way, and uh, I failed that shit and I was like man it, it was in that moment after like having kind of went through this whole fucking rat race and and like playing the game and then just like losing the job because I it was my I mean I take responsibility I knew I knew I was like playing the odds I'm like what are the odds like I I'll, I'll play the odds I would do the same thing you know what uh, I mean yeah. like what it just is what it is so once that happened it completely shifted the the my whole paradigm like the how I view like working for people and different I'm like man I can't do that shit anymore like after that I got a couple contract gigs it, like they're like each like six months off so I worked for like six months and I was off for like six months yeah and then like after I did the second contract I was like all right I'm just gonna only do my own thing and like that's just kind of what I've been doing since and uh but it's yeah it just completely shifted my paradigm of how like there's there's a lot of ways to make it in the world. Oh, yeah. It's not just this one fucking path. Like, I, I tried that shit, and I uh, found out uh, that's not what it's all cracked up to be. No, no, yeah. It's like it's like we tried the, the way that we were told to do things,
1: and it's just like that wasn't for us. It's like, yeah I don't know. I always like to tell people, it's like, man, I live my life like a jazz solo. Like, I'm going to make anything work, you know? It's like, okay yeah. It's like I'm going to hustle and barber here and, like, train people on the side over here, you know? pick up a shift at a bar somewhere just because my buddy needs help or something it's yeah like, oh just like extra money coming
0: this way so you went to you went to and you went to like the the college route too and went and got an undergrad
1: yeah yeah i dropped out i, you I dropped, dropped out yeah smart man yeah i realized it was like well because i had a it was like the a plus scholarship so i had two years free to oh, air okay so i was going there and i was like i didn't know what i wanted to do like you know mm-hmm. i just moved out of my parents house like it's just like what? What am I doing? Like I just only hung out in the art department, anyways, and that was sick. But then it was like going to the classes, and I happened to like take another class of shit that I already knew. It was like this is wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I remember just like getting, like there was one project we had to do. It was like a Photoshop thing, and he had to create a portrait in an unconventional way. So this is like when pe- people were doing those like portraits where they take little pictures and make like the portrait of somebody, you know what I'm talking yeah, about?
0: Like a collage.
1: Yeah. So I was like, Oh, you know what would be really ridiculous? It's just only using my fingers on a mouse pad. So you'd have to hold it and then just draw. So it took a long time to do a portrait of that on there. Yeah. And uh the teacher failed me and I like I remember like looking at my buddy and like I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna do this anymore. And was I was it
0: because it was just your finger?
1: Yeah, yeah. She's like, she she thought I like stole it off the internet because it was on one layer. And it's like, I was like, why would I put this on multiple layers? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So she's like, no, I'm going to fail me on it. What? And I remember, like, I already had my mind. I was like, ah, I don't think I want to be here. And then I looked at my buddy. I was like, I don't think I'm going to come back tomorrow. He's like, no, nah, you'll be back. And then that morning, uh, I lived with these two very eccentric, wild girls. And uh, we were sitting at the breakfast table. And the one just looks at us like, you guys want to drop out of school today? And it was like a sign. I was like, "Yeah, let's let's drop it." it oh like,
0: shit! Yeah. Not, so this so this is within the first. So you were during the A plus program. Yeah. So you didn't have to pay for that shit anyway. Yeah, it didn't matter. It like, was already I, covered. Yeah. You did it right, dude. Yeah. You you like you're like all right. Let me do this thing for free. Try it out.
1: See yeah. See if I want to like want to pursue this right. And then, and then back and then backed out on it. Like that was a good move. Yeah, it was. There was it, like I was taking some fun classes like art and education stuff and. Mm-hmm
0: there's some cool shit to take yeah it's just the problem is oftentimes kids don't know what they want to do right and they'll they'll try to figure it out while they're there but man that's an expensive ass way to figure shit out it is you know what i mean so it it, it would it probably would better serve you to know what you want to do going into that situation yeah you know what i mean so more kids should take off you know what i mean like start get a job or do it you know try to start a business or go into a trade i don't know why they don't push trades more no i mean now i think people are because of how much money it's like dude there's so much money in the trades
1: dude like plumbers make like 110 a year now like it's
0: well, I, don't I don't know anybody in the trades who isn't also working on the side.
1: Oh yeah. Oh you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So like they
0: usually have a pretty good job that gives them benefits and all this good stuff, and then they're usually doing a, a, another job on the side, which is putting them well into the six figure range. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's like I guess whatever company they work is going to take
1: work for is going to take a massive cut of that, but it's like
0: right. And they usually just do it because whether I mean what maybe they're in a union, right? So yeah. now they're getting benefits. Then you get that regular paycheck, and you have uh, your your pension and all that stuff. But then you get this extra money on the side, and it's like, oh, my gosh. It, these guys, whether it's a a, a carpenter or, you know, a mud and taper or, fuck, man, you know, plumber, like you said, these guys make money. Dude, and they hustle, man. Mm-hmm. They hustle. Yeah, or barbers. Dude. Yeah. I was just thinking this the other day. I don't know why they don't start offering more barber programs at, like, actual universities, especially now— that so many NCAA kids can get paid. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like these pe- these kids can get sponsors sponsorships and yeah. shit now and that kind of changes the entire dynamic, right? So these kids why do they need to fucking necessarily go and take a four-year degree to pay college like f- college football? Like, why can't they come up there and play college football and like maybe get a barber to, like a barber license as well? Oh yeah, there. like
1: something they would actually want to do and like yeah,
0: something that they want to do or something that they can create a business with or something that is, isn't going to take four years. while they're just up there trying to play football? Anyway. Yeah, we're, you know we're what like I'm saying because like, who's. At the end of the day, the statistic is still going to be the same. But not as many of those kids are, are going to go to, like, the next level.
1: No, and it's like a lot of them know that, that, like, this is their last chance. So it's like, why do they? Why would they not want to focus just on football? Like, right.
0: And then also you can at least get this other skill and yeah. and something to fall back on. Yeah.
1: That isn't going
0: to eat up all of your time. No, no, because it's like— And it's valuable. That That's the best thing with barbering. It's like, you can teach anybody. And you can do—and and it actually and, wouldn't detract from what you're doing. No.
1: No, no, because it—, it I mean it's stimulating, like you're creating something out of nothing, you know?
0: Dude. You could probably create a business in the locker room.
1: I bet you can't. I there's gotta be some somebody out there just being like, what's up? Let me let me get in there. I'll fetch you up. Dude. Twenty bucks, what's in there?
0: All the whole team. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Dude.
1: I's <sighs> like I've had like side gigs like that. You could just go to
0: college and just create a business on on the Campus, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I just,
1: <laughs> just, dude. If I just showed up there, like I don't think anybody would question it. For, no, yeah, like,
0: you right? could just show up and just start just giving haircuts in the dorms. Oh, oh
1: shit, like oh yeah, just twenty. I'd be creative hair. as hell. 20 but you had to set out like. There's just so quad. many ways to make it happen. Oh yeah, you can you can literally do whatever you want. Like I think people are afraid to take that step. Yeah, like think of these ideas. Of, like oh that would just never work. It's like go try it. Like what's the worst? You just stood in the middle of like a field, like waiting to make some money. Yeah. Like that with forty bucks maybe. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: So what did you do after you quit school?
1: Uh, I poured concrete for a little bit, um, and I worked at a skateboard shop. Oh, cool! So I grew—I worked at that since I was like seventeen. Okay. Um, and uh, bartended, and then I so I played baseball for my barber growing up, and my uncle and his partner owned a salon. So there's always something I was like curious about and wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I had this uh, uh, roommate at the time that his girlfriend started at Paul Mitchell. She's like, you should go check this out. I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. So uh, I checked out. And I was like, I want to, yeah, I want to do this. I want to be a barber. At first, I wanted to do men and women's hair. So I was going the stylist route. Mm. And then, uh, ha- like, real early on in the program, like, I just only want to do men's cuts. So they and they they kind of like changed how they taught me how to do things to just start to do men's cuts. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So you specialize only in men's cuts? Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, just old barbering stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so you're just bouncing around. You're like, man, I just let me just find something. I need to find something. Yeah. yeah like, and then you're like being a barber's where it's at. Yeah.
1: I was like, what what can I do that can be creative and also like not I can just be myself. Like yes. I, I like I didn't want to ever have a job where I have to like meet my personality or like Yeah, no.
0: I've done that. It's miserable. Dude. It's it's terrible. It's soul it's it's soul sucking. Yeah. It just it eats away at you. I can remember walking and when I used to work in the call center, I can remember just physically not feeling okay when I'm walking in that place that like sense of dread oh my God. the dread is so real dude. the the mental anxiety and anguish that you're going through is oh I can't even it's 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 just it it's all consuming man like I would have like nightmares sometimes oh I but dude I, oh I bet I oh bet. my goodness have you ever worked in a call center before no I know. so you have this headset on and at least in this call center, we hear like, you hear like this little boot, like a little beep. And then, and then the call comes in. And then you have to like just go right into your fucking spiel. And man, I swear to God, just sometimes just the idea of that little beep coming into my ear, I'm just like, I can't even think about it. I'm I was about like, to say, oh, my fucking God, I'm gonna like, have PTSD. I was about
1: to say, you have PTSD just like waiting around for it. Or it's like, do you ever have hearing that beep so much does it just randomly like go, almost like a ghost sound in your head no it's not like,
0: anymore I'm pretty far removed from okay, it okay. but I can I can I can remember very well the way I felt yeah just waiting for that thing and then I just have to go like right into this whole spiel oh uh, my god dude yeah like you have to you have to turn
1: yourself into something completely else
0: yeah man and the thing is like it, it, it working in in that environment is it's just it's not natural you know, there's all this fluorescent lighting and there's just all these fucking people around and we're all just sitting here staring at a computer and we're just, like, not really moving and we're just calling people that don't really even want to be called and it's just like, man, this can't be life. No, no, like, slowly turning into a potato. Yeah, there's way more than this. Did
1: you ever see that that, uh, art installation? I think it was a British artist that did this sculpture of, like, Potentially, what humans could evolve if they, we just like only worked in call centers, no. and it's just like this pale, grotesque, like really? hunched over, like I I can't remember how you'd look this up, but it's like,
0: uh, I mean, what it's happens? It's if-
1: so unnerving looking. Like it looks like nightmares. Like the eyes are sunken in. Like, th- like everything's yellow.
0: What was it on? Where did you see it at? Oh it was it was on Reddit. I wonder if I can find it. On oh, Reddit. And it was only if you worked in a call center?
1: Yeah, it was I think it was just a call center, but let's see. Oh yeah, yeah, wait, hold on, I think I found it. You found it,
0: oh yeah, okay, yeah, here it is, look at this shit, <laughs> oh, fuck, oh man, yeah, there's like some wicked ass forward head going on there because obviously you're just sitting here like looking like this, yeah, yeah,
1: your neck's completely strung over, oh, like... that's
0: so bad, well, forward head is real, I wonder if I can hold that there. I should probably just I'll just drop that picture in, dude, it's so creepy, uh, fuck dude, that's wild, yeah, she's super pale. Forward head does not look healthy at all. Hunchback. Oh, yeah. For sure.
1: That, that's like diet by vending machine.
0: Here's how 20 years of office work will disfigure the human body. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're not moving, if you're not standing up. You're seeing a lot of offices do a uh, standing desk and different things. But, yeah, that is just not a natural way of living. I need to be – I just need flexibility. I need to move. I need to be able to go. Same. Yeah, I can't. And also – and I quickly realized, like, most of the people I was working around, like, aren't like me. Because at that time, like, I was fighting. So I I'm just waiting to get off work so I can go to the gym and, like, yeah. do what I really want to be doing, right? And, like, none of these people fight and do jujitsu, none of that shit. So to your point, like, I I, w- I just want to be who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And th- I wasn't being able – I wasn't able to really authentically be myself when I'm at work. It was just so – it was just soul-numbing, really.
1: Yeah. It just dulls you out. And yeah. it's like – I feel like that's when, like – People's, like, imaginations and, like, uh, aspirations for fun start dying. It's just like, oh, I have to be grown up and do this because I have this super serious job. You know?
0: Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Like, dude, realistically, it's like you can be an adult and still be
0: a kid forever. Like, yeah, I man, it's just the stories we tell ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always interesting when people will fight for their limitations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like like people want to be caged. Mm-hmm. They want to be caged. I yeah. think about that with, like, talking to, like, a lot of, uh, like, med students and stuff. And it's, like, you know, I think what they're doing is very good. And it takes, like, a very special person to be, like, I'm going to devote my life to, like, just helping people like that. But it's, like, you spend all your 20s, like, grinding, working fucking sometimes, like, 19 to 24 hours. It's crazy. And then just accumulating this debt just to graduate and keep doing it. So it's, like, you're making all this money. You wasted your entire youth, like, not having the fun that you're supposed to have. Like, not letting it all out.
0: Yeah, it's, uh... It's it's a vicious cycle whenever you go into, like, the healthcare system. Oh, it's nuts, man. Because, to your point, they just racked up all this debt. They've worked all these hours. Now they got to start making money so they can pay off this debt and then hopefully make some money. Oh, yeah. And
1: it's like they're expected to have, like, a family, like, right as your career starts. And it's mm-hmm. like...
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've already put in all this time. So by the time they're at that point, right, where they're practicing, yeah, they're they're usually probably looking to do that, usually. And then the The sad thing is, there, the the model in which they were educated is like a like a is a pharmaceutical model. So it's just really perpetuating just big pharma. Yeah, they're not really actually. A lot of them go in with good intentions, but then what they end up doing is just treating symptoms. Yeah, and just trying to get through patients. And because to, you know, like I said, they're racked down with debt. They need to see patients. They need to make money. They need to. They're they're so fucking busy. It's like man that's just a that's a fucking losing battle oftentimes. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, I can only fucking imagine. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in that. The healthcare system is is definitely broken. I mean, you can see it right by the amount of people who are just sick and obese in America.
1: Oh yeah, or just like in mental health too where it's like, "Oh my gosh, you have to, like you'll get prescribed one drug that will help one issue, but then three others to counteract the other drug that yeah. you're taking." And it's like See, There's I, no, yeah, I feel bad for psychiatrists sometimes because it's like it's a you know nobody knows that much about the brain, so it's like I feel like they have to prescribe as a guessing game.
0: Yeah, and uh, why why aren't there other conversations happening first? Like why aren't other things being done first before just prescribing medication either? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, like are you are you getting rest? Like are you are what's you, your diet like? What's your like, diet like? Are you moving? Yeah. You know, what, are you drinking water? Yeah.
1: What's going? Yeah. What's going on here? Like. Yeah. what's your housing situation like,
0: like yeah what is your like, what's your housing situation your community look like do you yeah. have a community you know what i mean like fuck like we, there's a lot of different things that you can address before you just start throwing medicine on it
1: absolutely that's why it's like like i don't know i think it should be set up where to even get to see a psychiatrist you should have to be talked to a therapist that like they're they're trained in like to see those patterns and stuff like mm-hmm. Okay, maybe you do need help with something like this, and see yeah. if this works. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so much is just based in trauma, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you address all that
0: trauma? Yeah. Psychedelics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely.
0: Right? Absolutely. Dude, we're coming to some exciting times. Do you follow like what's going on with Maps and different things? No, what's going on? Do you know what Maps is? No, no, no. So it's this. Um, it's this organization out in. Uh, I think San Francisco is where they're based. Um, it was founded by Rick Doblin. He's been doing work with psychedelics since like fuck, dude, like the '80s or some shit like that. Um, but they they're really just leading the front on uh, on like the legalization of of like psychedelics and like having the use of them for uh, for like for like in in the in the field of of like treating trauma and like having uh, like psycho assisted therapy. I think oh, they're yeah. really pushing right now. I think. They're on. They're working really heavy with like MDMA. Okay. And uh, and I think maybe psilocybin as well. I I'd, I'd have to double check on that. Let me just us check on maps. But dude, they're basically just kind of leading the front on on the psychedelic push, man, and 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 using it in like in the healthcare space where like we're treating trauma.
1: They they should. You know, it's like, can you imagine if like you went like say you had like PTSD and something and you needed like something for anxiety, but you went to this facility and maybe you're on like five or six medications. You go you go to this facility with like maybe twice a month, trip out a little bit. It's like I bet your medications go down to one or none at all. Like, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. well some people, man, they're having they're they're seeing results in as little as, as just one just experience. One. Yeah. yeah.
1: I've seen that with uh there's that guy in California doing that with ketamine.
0: Oh yeah, ketamine, that's a whole different Experience from my understanding.
1: Yeah, I've never, I've never done it. Yeah. It's like,
0: now, aren't they using ketamine? Well, maybe I'm thinking about ibogaine. I would like to try ketamine. I've never done ketamine. Not neither have I. I. No. Would, yeah, I want to I try it. Yeah, yeah. I want to try that one as well. But they're having they're having success with ketamine with helping with like like PTSD and and depression and different things. Yeah. Oh wow! I did yeah, not yeah. know that. Like
1: at like a rapid pace too.
0: Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah. See, it's just. It's just the ability to to detach from a situation and 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 kind of like assess is so valuable. Oh yeah. And that's what a lot of these things do. Like they help you do that. They help you just detach and look at it.
1: Absolutely. Like it like the first I remember the first time taking L S D and like and like as soon as it hit, I remember being like, Holy shit. Like the world is so much more than just me, you know, Mm -hmm. like not even just people, but just everything around. Like, yeah, you get to really feel like, uh, the energy of like, especially outside. Like if you, like, you know, teach everyone how they take their psychedelics, but I have to be outside. Okay. I I have to be outside and I want to feel everything like, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: dude, it feels great.
1: It feels good. Just like staring at a tree and just seeing like, it's like, man, think about like, it's like how much that tree has seen. Everything's radiating. It is, man. Like, you can really see that. Mm-hmm. And if it
0: snows, forget about it, man. No, you like to be out there in the snow. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I don't like the
1: cold. See, I feel like I every, the heat. every time, so every time I've like done like a pretty decent amount of LSD, it's either been like the dead of winter or the hottest day in summer. Hmm. And it's like, it both are great. It's like, really? It's almost you forget the temperature is even happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. It can, it can definitely kind of have some, some impact on like your. Your like your sense of temperature feel yeah. Like For me, I'll just like bask in the sun and it just feels so good. It's like a warm blanket. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't matter how hot it is; it just feels so good.
1: No, yeah, 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 dude. It's like a little hug from the universe. Like. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying, man. Like, man, I just get so cold so easily. I don't like the cold. Same, same <laughs> I'm such man. a pussy. Same. I'm. I'm like. I'm just over here thinking about tripping out in, out in the in the snow. But the snow would be so gorgeous, and you get that fucking sparkle, bro. Dude, and that,
1: that deafening silence too. Oh yeah, dude. It's, it's that is cool. It's so
0: neat. Just gotta bundle up, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah, it. Just yeah. gotta bundle up. Quit oh, being a pussy, Adam.
1: Dude, I wear... Man, I I've got a little uh, house in Tower Grove, and it's yes, it was made in the '30s and stuff. So. It gets pretty chilly in there in the winter. And yeah, like, I'll wear fucking hoodies and stuff. And yeah, layer up. And it, yeah, yeah. And I've got two huskies and a corgi, so it's like. Oh really?
0: Oh yeah. So they all cuddle on me. Oh dude, I love huskies. Dude, they're the best dogs. Man, man. I grew up and uh, my grandma had a husky whenever I was really young. Oh, and man, they're just so fucking awesome.
1: They once you get their trust, mm-hmm. their love, it's like they'll they'll never do anything.
0: They're gorgeous. They're just so beautiful. I love how they look like wolves.
1: Yeah. So the la- the dog that I had before I got my dogs now was a husky timber wolf. It was about one hundred and ten pounds. It's a big dog. He was he was a you know what's crazy when I I got him from this husky rescue, found him on the internet. I was like I want that wolf, and uh, he was a shithead. He was such an asshole. What? He was awesome. just wild and really? just like didn't care about anything. So I adopted him, and then like. You know, it's like, I, I made sure he wanted to be with me first. It wasn't just like, you're my dog, we're going to do this. I wanted to make that bond really quickly. So it's like, I spent a couple hours with him just, you know, getting to know each other, like playing a little bit and stuff. Yeah. And one of the guys that worked in there was like, listen, he's part wolf. He's like, you got to show that you're dominant than him, or he's just going to walk through you. Yeah. Because, like, he would come up and put his uh, mouth on my arm and just clamp it where I couldn't get it out just to let him know. It's like, hey, like. I could break this if I to. He's like,
0: I'm in charge here, bitch. Yeah, yeah.
1: So the guy was like, he's like, he's like, don't, he's like, don't judge me for this. He's like, you should, you have to grab him, and lay on top of him, and then you'll know, you'll know when it's time to let go, and that's how you know you got his respect. I was like, that's fucking crazy. And it was like, first day at the house, just terrorizing the house. I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm gonna try this guy's way. Maybe, maybe we can get back on this like good bond. And uh, so grabbed him like from the back like this, and just slowly start feeling him relax and he relaxed and then eventually like he was 100 percent relaxed and i let go and he just sat up and like licked me and then since that moment he was just like attached to my hip mm. he would hide he would wait in the window when i go to work and then just like be all over when i come it was oh wow it was awesome man. yeah he was he was such a cool dog
0: i would not have thought to have done that yeah or done it that way yeah yeah that's a good move yeah yeah you, got, you definitely have to be like the alpha
1: yeah you gotta just show him and it's like it's like like i'm not abusing him it's like i'm just applying pressure and be like look i'm like you may think i'm a bitch but i'll show
0: you man yeah for real dude yeah. shit don't bite the hand yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> it's like, i know you can
1: kill me but it's like i gotta make you think
0: that you can't kill me you know yeah <laughs> yeah dude really we have a small dog and uh it was it was my fiance's so she's had it forever Um, and so her name is Bella. She's just this tiny little thing. And Deja's always just let her do whatever she wants. Okay. And as soon as I came around though, I'm like, no, like I started putting structure and like, I'm like, no, listen, I'm in charge. You can't, you can only do this. And like, I just started putting parameters around. Like, for example, Bella would always just like come into the kitchen whenever she wanted to. I was coming to the kitchen. I'm like, no, you can't be in the kitchen when I'm in the kitchen. So... Deja, she she was convinced that Bella would never be able to like learn new tricks for whatever reason. Oh, no, it's like she was just gonna be set in her ways. I'm like, I'm like, no, no, no. no. She's fully capable yeah. of fucking learning. They're so smart. They're so smart. And now she's so fucking trained in so many different ways. Like if I'm in here cooking, she'll stand like at at the she'll she'll be right there at the barrier, but she will not fucking cross over into she's that like, shit. Right. Yeah, she's just waiting because she's just so used to just like. Do whatever she wants. Yeah, and just running around trying to like be up on you when you when you have food. It's all about the food. Oh, one one track it. mind, baby.
1: Oh 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 yeah. I, like so, if there's food around. You don't matter. No no no. My my three dogs. They were all like I, they're all rescued, but they were all super super abused. So I had like a whole different approach to how to train them. Mm. It was like so when you know just the first husky I got. He was like, he the only person he saw beat him for like two years of his life. Oh shit! So he was deathly afraid of everything. So I did let him do his thing mm-hmm. for the first year, just like, yeah, get your confidence back, mm-hmm. just do your thing, yeah. And then, like, by doing that, he started respecting me and loving me too. And it's like, even with the two other ones, when they came and like, you know, just let them do their thing, get comfortable, be like, hey, this is your space as much as it's mine. Right. So like, but then once I got well, again their respect for stuff, they tore something up, they would it would never happen again. I just like have to look at them and be like. Do you guys do this? Everyone's like cowering, and it's like never, nothing would be torn up again. Yeah.
0: It's just like setting the boundaries and just holding the standards. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Like it's a weird, like mutual bond with them.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting approach. I mean, I've never, I've never rescued dogs that were abused. So I don't, I don't know what all goes into doing that. Yeah. It's like, it was like, uh,
1: just like with the Mamba, the first husky, it was like a lot of like, couldn't move too fast around him because he'd shake or anything. Mm. And also, like, a lot of, like, he loved his cage. That was his safe spot, space. So I put a blanket over, in, and, like, he would go hide if somebody came in and stuff. Oh, okay. So slowly but surely he'd get more curious. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's like I'm never going to have anybody, my friend friends that are going to come over and, like, beat him or anything. So then he'd get curious and then, like, start getting closer and closer, and then I got rid of the cage. And then, but by also having, like, uh, the corgi was the next dog I got. By having both of them together, and him seeing that the corgi was getting attention and love, and nobody was hurting him, yeah. he was like, "Okay, I think I can start to trust these Right? People. Yeah.
0: Man, dogs are so smart. So smart. So man. smart. So kind and loving. So
1: yeah, it's cra- It's it's so
0: crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. I've just I've always grown up having dogs for Same. for most of my life. There's a period where I didn't. I um probably right when I was. Entering into my, my teenage years. I was like 13 or 14, somewhere around there, and like I was really getting into sports. And uh, my little brother got a dog, and uh, I ended up being the one that had to take care of it. Oh, yeah. And it kind of soured me for a little bit. I'm like, ah, I don't want to own. And it was kind of like a situation where I was like, I just don't want to be responsible for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a period where I didn't have a dog, but... Almost most of my life I've I've always had dogs. Same. Like, oh my I remember when I was a little kid, I had a had a Dalmatian one time. No shit. It, yeah, it was the coolest fucking thing, man. I lived out in the sticks. So I um uh, I grew up when I was real, real little, like in Potosi. Do you know remember that's yeah, at? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Way down south. Yeah, out in the sticks, man. Not a whole lot going on out there. And uh but there's you come across trays and shit. So mm. whatever reason, man, I I don't know how I came across I had it, but I Dude. did it. it. was a really fun dog. just so full of energy. Dude, those
1: dogs have a lot of energy. Yeah,
0: yeah. Luckily you know, being out in in the woods and stuff, there's plenty of room to run and whatnot. Oh
1: yeah, go but, chase squirrels and stuff.
0: Dude, yeah, dogs are so cool.
1: They're sick. They're, uh you know what Dalmatians are like one of the number one dogs I always hear people talk about that uh they don't like because they're mean? Yeah. yeah because, I've like, heard but that. I've never met a mean Dalmatian. Mine was great. Yeah. It's like I think well dogs can like sense energy and like vibrations from people so much yes. too. Like, Energy's real, man. Oh yeah. Like I've definitely had like some girls over at my house where it's like my dogs were not about, and it was like, to me that was like immediately
0: a red flag. It's like, okay, well, we probably shouldn't hang out anymore. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, shit. Yeah, take the signs where you where you see them. Yeah, it's like all right. And it's like I'm dodge this one real quick.
1: <laughs> but you can't tell. It's like, hey, I'm not gonna talk to you anymore because uh, my dogs don't like you. But <laughs> like, like, she'll never understand.
0: She'll never understand. Well, she will, the fact that she doesn't understand says everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like if a girl's like, hey, I can't hang out with you because my dog doesn't like you. But, like, I respect that.
0: Yeah. Like, all right, well, fuck. <laughs> Man, <I get> it. <laughs> Maybe we made the dog park. Yeah, yeah, give yeah. Me, okay. Give me, give me a chance. Yeah, yeah.
1: Let me, let me bribe the dog. Oh shit! Just keep bacon in my back pocket.
0: That's so fun. Yeah, that's the move, dude. Just keep food on you. That's all I care about. Fuck you. All I want, no. So maps means multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies. Yeah, dude. So Rick Doblin's been doing this since like '86, and so it's, it's a non-for-profit. And they're doing like legitimate research. So it's like, so it says, an organization specializing in research and education that develops medical, legal, and cultural shifts benefiting the careful uses or use, yeah, uses of psychedelics and marijuana for mental and spiritual healing. So, dude, they've been leading the front on this. Again, they're doing a big push with MDMA. Um, I don't know where they're at right now, but I know they were on uh, stage three uh, trials with MDMA. So it's like, According to Rick Doblin, man, we're just within a handful of years of seeing a lot of these um, clinics pop up where you're going to be able to get psycho-assisted therapy. That'd be so, like... Yeah, man. It's crazy shit, man. I think
1: it's just necessary for everybody to do once in a while for a good reset, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is, if you go and have a, a real powerful experience you're not going to want to do it for a while
1: yeah no yeah, and that's that's exactly how i feel about it too I was yeah like, i think the last i mean like i'll microdose mushrooms pretty frequently but mm-hmm. the last like big trip i had was uh it was kind of funny like i my buddy signed me up for a half marathon oh shit and only gave me like five weeks to train for it oh man but like with my friends i'm super competitive like And it's not even like I want to beat them. I just like the competition. Yeah. We're in this like little bond together. Yeah. So I turned my ass off and like got as close as I could. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to try this, this half marathon. And, uh, we get there and he hands me this little, this little vial. And, uh, he's like, oh, it's just a B vitamin shot. Take it. And then like 10 minutes later, they're like, oh, we're going to postpone the race by 40 minutes. And he goes, oh, that's not good. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? That's not good. He's like, well, I was just going to let you figure it out. But, uh. Like I that was just L S D that you took. And I was like, Oh, it was a lot shit. of L S D? And it was like a hit and a half. Like, oh, okay. Nothing crazy, you know. But still enough to be you like weren't
0: ready for it. You weren't anticipating that. Yeah,
1: I know. So it's like that anxiety like and like doing something I've never done before, like run a race. And I was like But like as soon like I remember both of us were standing at the like the starting line just kinda like zoning off and then it like the gun popped off, and it was like the best day ever. It's just like run, like I couldn't stop running. Like,
0: was that the first time you've yeah. ever done any like physical thing like that? Uh, yeah. Other, yeah, other than
1: other than like riding bikes. Okay. Yeah. But okay. Doing something that pushing pushing past limits that I knew I had.
0: Have you sparred on any sort of psychedelic before? mushrooms? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. You like it? I love it. It's yes. it's awesome. It's like.
0: It's like you're in the matrix.
1: It's in yeah. It's like you're just living in water. You're just
0: moving through punches. Dude, and just, everything's fluid. Yeah, one of my favorite things is to go like roll jujitsu when I'm when I'm uh, when I'm tripping. And I bet that's so sick. Man, I just fucking lo- it's, it, you. You don't get tired, right? Yeah. It's just it's weird. You just find the zen place and you're yeah. and you just go. Yeah, it's just it, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. I just feel very just fluid, like you said. I just I just feel very relaxed. I just I, I just I almost feel like I can. Yeah, I don't know. I can just seamlessly transition from position to position. Yeah. At will, and it's just everything just works.
1: It it's like a little uh, secret to the universe, you know. I love it's like, it. You give it a little pass, you know.
0: Yeah, dude, uh, it's wild.
1: Li- lifting weights on mushrooms. I've done that one too. Okay. That one's really cool. Yeah. Like, just like it. Like for every time I've done it, like it becomes less about like reps mm-hmm. and weights but more of like body movement yeah you start feeling those like small little muscles right you, you can tap
0: like, into those little things Yeah, yes. and like
1: like you said the energy's going forever you're
0: just like mm-hmm. it like, doesn't matter about
1: the number let me just
0: because so much of it's in your in your mind yeah right I mean, of course, there's like physical limitations, but man, you could you could push through so much more than you realize. Or you, yeah. You just have far more capabilities than you think.
1: Yeah, because I mean, like, look at where the human race is now. It's like we're made to be resilient. Like. Yeah, we're resilient as fuck. Yeah. But we're told, like we we're talking about earlier, it's like we're told to like nerf it up and uh, like, be safe and like be nerfed. afraid of everything. Yeah, be inside, be afraid. Be af- be afraid of everything. Yeah, your neighbor, your enemy. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so crazy yeah it it it's like there's no guarantee in life, no never has been, never will be there's risk involved, you can't make it nerfed,
1: no, you can't, you can't you gotta be you gotta accept that you're gonna fail at something,
0: yeah, like one hundred percent, yeah, fucking pussies, dude,
1: dude, I know people will fail at something and give up and never do it again instead of like, okay, let's try it again, or let's try something else, you know, like, yeah,
0: pivot. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. Just keep going. Yeah. We just need to do more hard shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we we were talking earlier. Like today, my son had his first wrestling tournament, and it was just so cool to see all these little kids. Um, before he was going, they had like the little little kids, and just to see these little kids. The little kids are always fun to watch. Yeah. Like they don't really know what the fuck they're doing, but they're just they're just doing. They're going. They're trying, and just to see, you know, them fight through things, and you can just when a kid. Or anybody really, when you see somebody have to, to push through, you know, and, and dig deep and, and and get to a place where they never thought that they could like they didn't even know they had that in them. And they pushed through and they did it and they overcame and they, they they fought. Man, the the look that over that comes on somebody's face where they're like, Holy shit, I can do this there's like this aha moment of yeah. confidence. And it's, like, life-changing.
1: It's like they broke that plateau. It's yeah, like they man. Didn't, they didn't know there was, like a, like, a bonus level.
0: You can only do that by doing hard shit.
1: By doing hard shit, yeah. Getting your fucking ass kicked a little bit, you know? Yeah, like,
0: bro. How long have you been fighting? About I th- four years. Four years? Four years. Man, you just do it just because you like it, huh? Yeah. Like, Any ambition going pro?
1: Uh, maybe, you know. I want to keep keep fighting, keep getting more fights, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, when we spar, we basically fight, but it's like... It's different getting into the like in front of a bunch of people. Yeah, so. the
0: environment. Yeah. yeah, like you said, you gotta go. The whole fucking smoke and mirror thing is just like it's crazy because all the lights are on you, and then you gotta fucking everyone's yelling at you, and uh-huh. you're half naked up there. Yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> uh, my yeah, my first fight. I remember like actually being ner really
1: nervous the night before. Like, man, what am I doing? But the day of it was like totally cool. And then like once I stepped foot in that ring, it was like it was like there was no nerves whatsoever. It's like, someone's got a picture of just me like, against the ropes, just like posted up, just waiting for my opponent, just chilling out, just kind of looking like, oh, hey, what's up? You know? Yeah. <laughs> just like kind of hanging out, waiting for, you know, my opponent to show up. And, and Is that how
0: you always are when you fight?
1: Just calm and relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're yeah. just very aware of everything going on around you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: But it, it, as soon
0: as we start fighting, like all that went away. And all that like, goes yeah, away? Yeah. It was just like me and... tunnel them. vision? Yeah. It was just me and him. Oh, and it was like okay. It's yeah. a it's a crazy experience, man. A lot of people don't know what that's like.
1: Oh I know. It's like it was it was like jumping out of a plane and having like a bunch of fireworks shooting off at the same time. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 yeah, it was just
0: Yeah, dude. I mean one of my favorite things was always uh getting getting greased up like right before you step in. I don't know why that was yeah. just that was just a very important moment to me for some reason. Yeah. Like, I close my eyes and they, like they fucking put the, the Vaseline on you, I'm like, alright fucking let's go.
1: Yeah, it's like this the last little like zen moment you have like, or here, let's do it. Like yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild.
1: It's like, they, oh man, they should start greasing up, but with, like, paint. <laughs> with like, paint? Yeah, yeah, just, like, fucking. Man.
0: Everybody has, like, fucking war paint on their chest. Oh, I wonder if God. you could do that. Could you paint your chest and they let you fight? I wonder.
1: I, 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 it would have to be, like, a base where it would just, like, dry on the skin, you know? Yeah. Because if it got, like, on... If you're like rolling with somebody and just like their arm slipped out because it's all painted,
0: yeah, yeah, it could become an issue, right, yeah. man?
1: Or just add a whole another dynamic.
0: You know, more more fighters should just start getting temporary tattoos for for sponsors.
1: That's not a bad idea. That's it's, not a bad it's, idea. It's
0: temporary. Dude, Why not? Yeah, sponsorship.
1: Yeah, like it lasts like a month or like two fights. You know. Like, you know, shit. Who cares? Why not? Who cares? There was that trend like fucking 15 years ago where like internet startup companies were paying people to get their name tattooed on them.
0: Right? And I remember that. You
1: remember? Like, yes, dude.
0: people were doing it. People were fucking wild, bro. Yeah, dude, like, I don't know if I'd ever do that.
1: No, and it wasn't for, like, anything that was gonna be worth, like, it was, like, a, a grand. And, like, you got this tattoo. Was, like, that's so
0: stupid. Yeah, not every tattoo needs to mean something, but I just, I'm not really, I don't I don't like being a billboard for other no. people. No, 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 It's just not my jam. No, no, no. It's no.
1: like with, with a, what, there was that one NBA player in, like, a post-conference he sits down, and there's a, there's like a Gatorade bottle, and he just picks it up and puts it down. He's like, they don't pay me. And oh, I was like, shit, I remember, for real? Yeah, I remember seeing that. I like that. Yeah, I was like, fucking, that was so cool. Yes,
0: that's cool. I like that. That's fucking, that's a smart man right there. I they, think listen, they don't pay me. Fuck Derek them.
1: Lewis might have did something else with, because uh, he tried to get a monster sponsorship, and they didn't do it. And in a post-conference, he did the same thing. Yeah, for real. Fuck them. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, don't put my fucking name around you if you're not going to...
0: Yeah, especially if you're in like the UFC, right? Because those motherfuckers got all the money. Yeah, they do. They only give a small, tiny fraction to their fighters. It's insane. There was a that
1: Tim Wells podcast with uh, Sean O'Malley. There was one shot. I think it might have been... It was the fight before the Cheeto fight. Uh, he made more
0: playing Fortnite that weekend than he did fighting. Yeah, Sean O'Malley, he's the king. Dude. He's, he's the motherfucking king. He's wild, man. He's I love watching that kid. Yeah. And he has just found a way to... Like you said, he's he's like the uh, he's the unranked champ.
1: He is, dude. You know what I'm saying? He is. Everyone, he knows what
0: he's there for. He's there to put on shows. Oh, my
1: God. And he just keeps doing it, man. He's he's like the fighting riffraff.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, He's like so in his own lane. So much so, man. And a lot of these fighters need to figure out ways to create you know a brand for themselves so they can build build like a business off of themselves that isn't just fighting like sean o'malley right he's over here you know streaming himself playing video games getting paid doing
1: that working with dr Dabber, making like fucking
0: yeah he has his own brand so now he's he's in the cannabis space right i mean just making money
1: yeah i i was always surprised that dana let like some of these finders have their own, like, side, like, you know, merch shit. He should. He should he, he should definitely do it, but it's like, that doesn't seem like something he would do, you know? Yeah. It's like, I want to make, like, Max
0: Howley's got his shit, you know? Uncle Dan is eating. He's cool. That motherfucker's making so much money. Those guys make a lot of money. I think I saw something. It was saying, like, most of these sport organizations end up doing, like, a damn near 50% split with the athletes on, like, what they pay them versus what they're making, and something like in fighting, fighters are only getting like, they're only getting like eighteen percent. That's something. It, it was something crazy like that. That's not. It was crazy. I should probably uh, substantiate that by looking it up, but I'm not going to. We're just gonna leave it at that because fuck the UFC, bro. Yeah, man. Like in the way in that manner, anyway. They do a lot of good things, but man, that's not cool. The way they they don't not pay. Taking they don't care, pay yeah, not taking care of these people. Like yeah, they take care of some, but you should take care of
1: all of them. They sh- they should. I was like. There was that one girl a couple cards ago that wasn't gonna be able to fight because she couldn't afford her own training camp.
0: Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like, dude, that shouldn't have never. Like, one dude just won, and I've heard about this a couple different times. a Dude just won. He's like, oh man, thank God I won, and I think maybe he got the bonus because he had like, I had like fifty dollars in my bank account. Oh my god! Yeah. What, bro? And it's because he had to pay for his camp. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I don't think people realize that there's not really nearly as much money in fighting as uh, as as they're hoping. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, Yeah, like a lot of people, like some people make a lot of money, but a lot of people don't make a ton of money. So if you if you're gonna do this, you better really love it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't mean you shouldn't try. No. But just know what the reality of it is. That's why, I like when i got like i do wish i would have got into this way younger mm-hmm.
1: but i'm i'm like fortunate that i focused on a career first mm-hmm. so i could just do this and actually appreciate because it's like if it was in the reverse i would have th- that this would have been my life i would just been
0: yeah fight, yeah just, just been, fighting and living and training
1: yeah yep. and i mean that's what we're doing now but it's like now it's like cool it's like but it's stable it's like you know it's like i don't need any support from anybody like right yeah
0: like, you're not desperate that's in a good place to be.
1: Yeah, it's like, I can do this because I love it, not because it's like, fuck, if I don't do this, then, like, me and the dogs aren't eating.
0: Yeah, some people are in, the, in that position for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not about it. Oh, man, I don't miss it.
1: I, not at all?
0: No. There was... I had an itch one time to spar. This has probably been a year and a half ago at least now. And since then, I've been good. I just, you know, I get enough with jiu Yeah. And I've been competing quite a bit, so... Yeah, just something about getting punched, man. Oh, I just don't, I don't enjoy it. Man, I, I, I kind of get, I kind of like it. I'm, uh, clearly, that's, yeah. that's what you do. You punch motherfuckers. Yeah. I, I you, like do, you do, you do stand up. You don't fight MMA, right? It's kickboxing. No,
1: I, I, I did a little jiu-jitsu right before the pandemic starting and really started getting into that. And then, so I think, I, you guys
0: train jujitsu up there?
1: No, we want to. Okay. We want to. That'd be awesome if we can get somebody in there to. Figure out some like classes if we can all roll because jujitsu is so much fun. It's just is the shit, bro. It's so and like that the community, that jujitsu community is fucking awesome. Yeah, Everyone, everyone's the same weirdo. Like, mm-hmm. Just like that's sp- my
0: favorite part of the of jujitsu is the community. Everyone's
1: so intelligent. Yeah, it, 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 I don't know. It's just so cool. It's
0: just so cool. It's interesting, man. It's interesting. They doing this shit for twelve years, bro. That's insane, toy. Also, congratulations again, black belt. No, just, thank you, dude.
1: Would you ever compete in that high rollers competition? I would love to, dude. That you—that would be up your alley. Man. That'd be
0: so fun. i would probably get my ass kicked, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, but like, like I'll smoke some weed, go hang out in Vegas for a little bit. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm down.
1: Meet some really cool fucking.
0: Yeah, you know they do open events where you can just sign up for it. Really? So I might do that.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be so sick. They're
0: they're a little bit more expensive, but they're cheaper. I think the the, the brown and black belts are cheaper than the purple and blue belts oh that's awesome yeah so they charge they charge the lower belts more and then usually you can compete for less whenever you're higher belt so that's at least helpful but yeah i just really like what they got going i like that brand a lot it's pretty cool i
1: think it's yeah it's really it's, i think it's gonna change a lot of people for the better like they yeah. did that cops versus stoners tournament
0: yeah that was, was cool that's so creative right yeah it was awesome everybody can be cool
1: yeah yeah, I mean that really bridged a gap too. Yeah. It like- well,
0: it's a it's a very real dynamic in the jujitsu world. I I have so many cop friends that man w- one in particular I won't say his name, but he and I have had so many insightful conversations after training. He'll just explain to me like what it's like being a cop, and he's and he's in a position where he's been he's been in in the field for fuck dude like 30 years or some shit like Jesus. like almost as long as we've been alive bro yeah like he's and and at this point he's worked himself to in, in a place to where he does the majority of the training for police like throughout the world type shit like he goes all over dude that's sick yeah he does a ton of training but he's based here in st louis and uh yeah, man. So I just really enjoy talking to him and like getting his insight and his perspective of like you know how you know how they police and just what's going through their mind. You know what I mean? Like what it's like to have that job, and it's so insightful, man. And and it, and, and again, that's just that's just one of the guys. There's there's just so many. You get a lot of military guys in there. You just get such a diverse group of people. Yeah. And the jujitsu gym is crazy. Everybody from uh whether it. it, it like, uh, we we have people who are like high up in corporations or doctors or plumbers or just like chemists, too. Like, everybody. Yeah, dude, crazy. It's crazy. All walks
1: of life. It's not like man. literally. It's, yeah. And everyone's always accepted, too. Yeah, dude. man. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. How do you, martial arts, I think, is just such a bridging gap for people, man.
0: I agree. Yeah. Like, most people don't know what it's like to do hard shit, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. like people are afraid of discipline, you know, or self discipline at least.
0: Yeah. And the beauty of jujitsu, in my opinion, um, it's it's you know, a lot of people don't like the idea of getting punched in the face, right? Yeah. But you know, it's not as bad whenever you're you're not getting punched. You know, there's something that you can train that's hard. That uh that you don't really have this, this fear in your mind about. You know, even though it's it's essentially just simulated killing. That, yeah, yeah admit, you always have that option of tapping. Like, hey, or when you look at it, like you look at, you know, certain things and it, it's not necessarily like scary looking. You know what I'm saying? But, like, the idea of, like, a fist or, like, a, 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 like a, a foot coming at your face, Oh, yeah. that's a scary thought.
1: Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Oh, man, I remember the first time getting kicked in the face, and that yeah. that one felt weird. Yeah, bro. I was like, I, was like God,
0: <laughs> I don't like that. That was a different sensation, wasn't it? Yeah, 100%. Man. Yeah, man. Have you been knocked out before? Close. Like, in practice, like a flash knockout? Uh, And in the first fight I had. Like, mm. the kid just stuck me with a beautiful two. it
1: was awesome he like he set me up perfect for it okay i remember seeing it at, like as it was coming i was like oh this is nice like oh really and i went i went back and i was like you know flash knockout. out i was like on the ground i was like Whew. and my first instinct was like all right I can i'm like we're getting we're getting the fuck up mm-hmm. and i get up and i look over at him and i see three of them and the rest look at me like, you're right? i'm like yeah let's go let's go and I start laughing at him and start moving forward, and then like the round was over. No, I really. Was like, yeah. At the end, he's like, "Well, he's like, what? He's like, you know how scary it is to see someone that you just almost knocked out to get up and start walking at you, laughing." laughing? Yeah.
0: Like, fuck, dude. Yeah, that was you. Def- that's a mind fuck, right? I,
1: I didn't even mean because I was. I was like, oh, I was like, well, which one is the real opponent here? There's three of them. Like, hopefully, it's the middle one. Really? Just
0: pick one and choose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I've never. I've had. I've been flash knocked out. I've been, yeah, in been. practice before. And it's it's a wild experience. Yeah. Dude. Like, I, I remember I was, we were, like, grappling on the wall, and, like, just something came over the top and hit me, and just, like, it immediately buckled me, and, like, I popped right back up, and I was like, fuck, dude, this is... It, yeah, it, like... not Something's not right here. Yeah, it's like... I've it, had my bell rung quite a few times. Same, same. I've had, like, a couple concussions, and, like... It's, like, literally, like, a bell going off when <laughs> you... It's, like, yeah. it's, like, that's not good.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, and then, like... A, immediate nausea right after it too yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and then of course you know you don't stop sparring though
1: no you have to keep finishing the round (laughs) you're like oh fuck i'm just fucked up right now oh god there's like and then there's always always my favorite like after where you're just sitting for 30 minutes like staring at nothing because it's like you have no fucking idea what's going on yeah
0: man you're just like oh my god where the hell is this (sighs) just staring off yeah yeah man it's hard it's a hard life man it's a hard life. You gotta love it. It's, you it's have a, to love it.
1: Yeah, it's it's addicting, man. And it's not
0: like every day is like that by any stretch, but it's just a part well, of it.
1: Yeah, it's like you have to go through those waters sometimes.
0: Mhm. So. Mhm. You guys train pretty hard up there at the church. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's a. It's just cool that people want to go that. I mean, like train that hard. Yeah. Like with conditioning and everything. Mhm. It's like, and everyone there is like, we're just competitive with each other. So it's like, all right. Who's gonna Who's gonna push it harder today? So, yeah,
0: yeah. That's what's up, dude. That is what's up. Yeah, man. That fight last night was a good fight. It was great, man. Yeah. And his
1: his props to his opponent too, man. That kid hung in there. He hung in there. Mm-hmm. He was. He, I can't remember his
0: opponent's name.
1: I can't. I can't remember either. But uh, he was really nice.
0: Was he? He was really cool. See, that's the beauty of martial arts, right? People are friendly. Yeah. Typically
1: yeah yeah it always fucking bums me out when you see people just beefing for no reason it's like yeah why 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 are you banging your chest dude trying to be like conor mcgregor and shit yeah like diaz
0: get the fuck out of here buddy yeah that's not you
1: come on yeah it's like especially like in like you know local settings like that too Mm -hmm. it's like dude come on Like, just don't be a dick
0: fucking yeah that that's just a that should be a life mantra right don't be a dick yeah yeah my, we might call this show that. Don't be a dick.
1: Don't be a dick, man. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Fuck, dude. What's, your,
0: what's, your, what's, what's that say on your face? Oh,
1: Sierra Miedo.
0: Sierra Miedo? What's that mean?
1: So it... It's a saying that my favorite, me- like, okay, here's a side thing. I'm fucking su- I've been always super into professional wrestling. Okay. It's just like that thing I grew up with, I just never let go. Okay, so, okay. I was really, really into, like, luchador and Mexican wrestling. So my favorite luchador, that's the thing they would always say, like, Seattle, Miedo. And he looks like this, like, crazy <laughs> skeleton guy. Who is it? His name's Pentagon Junior. Oh shit! Yeah. What what organization did he wrestle for? Uh, when when he was in Mexico, it was Triple A, but now he's in AEW, like the big A- U.S. Pro-
0: okay, promotion. AEW. Yeah. Okay.
1: So uh, um, yeah, it means zero fear in Spanish. So it's like super funny to have no fear on my face, like on my face. But <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's like,
0: holy this, shit,
1: man. Yeah, it was. Like, That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was like I was like, like you know, just seeing him. Seeing his matches like would always give me anted up. I'm like, oh, if I see it, like, yeah, getting ready in the mirror, like, you know,
0: he says it all cool Just and like, shit. Fuck yeah, let's
1: go do some shit, <laughs> so dude. I, I got to meet him and his brother, and like he freaked out and took pictures, and then they kept telling me that I was Mexican at heart. It was
0: it was the coolest. Thing ever. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was, Did he have his mask on? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. it Yeah. Always. Both it. always, yeah, always right? Man. Yeah. But it's not always. Because if you saw him without the mask, you wouldn't even know it. I know. Dude. Be fucking <laughs> you you could have walked by Come him on. and not even fucking knew Yeah, dude. Like, see,
1: like, yeah. You, you see someone holding a mask? Like, I don't want to see what's underneath there.
0: It's like when Ray Mysterio Jr. took the
1: mask off. Dude, he looked like a three year old boy. <laughs> 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 he sure did. He looks so young. He
0: yeah. did. He's a little man, but he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, he killed a guy? Really?
1: He accidentally killed a guy. Whoa. Yeah. How? He you know like that movie does where he like grabs ropes and swings around mm-hmm. well, the dude went to get set up for that, but he tripped too early. It was a guy's fault oh. broke his neck on the rope, and Ray came around to do that move and didn't know that
0: happened and kicked him <gasps> oh shit was this on t v or was it one of like the non televised it was
1: it w- it wasn't on t v it was like a it was like a small independent show, but it was recorded Fuck, and it's like dude. you can it, and like like, you know, no one was charged or anything. Right, it's but just an accident. You can but, see, yeah. Shit, man. You can see, like, both, like, the ref and Ray just being, like, Amelia's like, oh, something's not wrong. Or, like, something's, something's not right. Something's yeah,
0: because right these guys are friends. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, they, obviously, they're putting on a show, but, like, they all travel together. Yeah. Like, they work together. It's like... You don't want to kill. You don't someone. want to kill your coworker. No, <laughs> no, what the fu- no, no! Oh my god, man! Like, oh no. my god! No, like whoa!
1: God, can you imagine? Like, can you imagine if that guy's family was there? Like, I'm gonna go watch this guy wrestle. And then-
0: man, dude, you know, I uh, whenever I was younger, uh, I was supposed to, you know, I was I was supposed to go to a Monday Night Raw, and uh, we could only get like real shitty tickets, like up high. I was like, I don't want to go. I'm kind of mad at myself because it was, it was the night after fucking Owen Hart had f- had fallen. Yeah, man. And, like, I don't know, man. It just would have been interesting to go to that one. That was my first wrestling show ever. That would have been my first one ever. Yeah, that was my first You went runner. to that Monday? Yeah, yeah. Damn, right? Dude. So you went. Yeah.
1: So the thing was, too, is, like, growing up, I loved the Hart Foundation. Like, mm. Brett, Owen, yeah. Brian Pillman, like, all those dudes. I fucking loved Jim Neidhart. And uh, I was stoked to see Owen Hart. Yeah, but I didn't know he died.
0: You didn't know he died.
1: I didn't. I didn't get that because it
0: was like well, that was like it, fucking ninety nine, ninety eight, maybe right? Uh yeah. Something it was somewhere. Around, it was yeah, somewhere yeah. around that late nineties. Well, let's find out when Owen Hart
1: died. But at that time, we didn't have internet just freely, like available like that to find like you know news and shit like that. So it's like we I didn't you know like I was like 10 or 11 so I didn't watch the news
0: yeah I don't know how the fuck I found out but I sure the fuck knew I think it was on the news like it was oh he died in 99 99 yeah May 23rd 99 yeah man I just remember I was supposed to go to that shit dude and uh it was it was the saddest thing I've ever been to yeah no I was like I was kind of a shithead kid I was like oh we can't get the good seats I'm like I don't want to (laughs) go I was like I'll just watch it (laughs) we can save the money Right.
1: yeah yeah I mean especially with like those things you do kind of want to be closer. It's
0: I did like, I really wanted the good seats and I'm like, "Ah mom, you don't really got to spend your money if we can't really get, get the yeah, get the good seats." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "We'll just we'll just save it." We we sat like dead middle, dead
1: middle. Oh, uh, okay. And I remember there was this one dude that just had like a plethora of different signs and like there was a security always coming up and grabbing one of his signs. Really? Um, yeah. he just kept popping out a new one. I Say, where the fuck
0: do these keep coming yeah, from? because yeah. like, you didn't
1: see him Like They always said like something real, uh, uh, just ridiculous. And the final one that he had just said, my balls itch really big. <laughs> That's like, hilarious. Yeah, the shit was so funny, man.
0: Oh, man. Wow. People. I Dear. love them.
1: Oh, I know. My, my buddy uh, had this project that he started and he never finished. He was going to make a coffee table book of just going through... 90s WWF, but only crowd signs. Oh, really? And just like, because there's like, like pulling
0: out pictures and shit.
1: Y- y- like, y- yeah, he was trying to watch everything and then screenshot it and then mm. pull it and put it in high definition. Well, how
0: long would that take?
1: Uh, too long. Like, he was like, he he got pretty far into it, but it's just like, <laughs> brain numbing because it's like, he's like, you're not watching the wrestling.
0: You're watching the crowd the whole time. So he's like, you see some fucking shit. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, do you really need to watch the, the entirety of it to, to catch the sign? I mean, maybe because somebody will might wait. Yeah. Cause there's for like, a certain time to pull out a sign. Right. Yeah. And like some Depending people know what's happening. Yeah. Some shit is just so fucking
1: wild that people will bring there. Like, you know, like the Crispin was story about killing his family. And stuff. yes, there was a, uh, there was one that he found and, you know, I laughed because it was ridiculous, but the guy just said Crispin Wild is innocent. But it was like it was like 10 years after the fact that it, it was like, it, was like it, it wasn't even around when it was happening. It was like, dude, why did you make that? That's insane. That, that is hilarious. That shit is insane. Holy shit. Like, that guy came there and was like, fuck it all, man. Like, dude, yeah, why would you do that? That's why would so fun- the like, fact that he did that. Is so funny. Holy shit. Like, that is funny.
0: You have to. It's like. That's
1: hilarious.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's just
1: some shit that's so offensive it's just automatically funny. Well, cl- you know?
0: <laughs> clearly he was doing that as a joke. Yeah.
1: There's, he, there's no way in the world that that guy actually <laughs> believed that.
0: Like, I mean, it's it's obvious. Like, and it's, and it's so far like removed from the event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be such a pussy. Don't be <laughs> such a fucking pussy, man. Don't be a fucking pussy. Man. Oh god, that's hilarious. So, did, did, is he continuing with this pro- project? I haven't you, talked to no? him in a while. Yeah. Oh okay, but either way, that I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so do I.
1: Because it's like it's because like <laughs> shit like that is hitting and stuff. It's like that's so funny, <laughs>
0: dude. That is hilarious. Oh my god. So do you frequent? these events when they come in the town? Like, were you there? They just had one uh, where, where Ric Flair was there. and it Yeah, was yeah. At, uh, where the fuck was it? It was it Chase. Chase, Chase
1: Park Plaza, right? Yeah, yeah, so my grandpa growing up would show me old Wrestling at the Chapes tapes. Yeah. So I always... This is a big town for wrestling. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It was huge. And then Missouri did some fucking weird law where you had to uh, have a professional wrestler license to wrestle here. So a lot of... Like, if it wasn't the WWE that just paid for all that, mm-hmm. then you couldn't come wrestle and... But it's been lifted, so that's why all this shit's coming back. Oh,
0: okay. Because I have seen a, a pretty big uptick. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I see, I see, advertise far more.
1: Yeah. It's like they're having like a resurgence, where it's like everything's just new and fresh, and people are like, "Wait, let's go back to the old way of how it how it was." Yeah. Like, just make it wrestling and fun and. Yeah. But the, yeah, the shit with Ric Flair. Yeah, it was on my birthday, so I got to take my dad to, like something that he grew up on too,
0: and it was like, That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Like he, ne- he never got to go either, so it's like crazy. He's like, man, he like
0: was blown away. Yeah, yeah. And then here he is doing this this big ass speech in the middle of the ring, talking oh, about how awesome St. Louis is. Love. And... He's always said St. Louis has been his favorite spot to run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like he's like I love like it's so special to me. It's so important to my career. Yeah. He's like I came here just to do this right now. Yeah.
1: Oh man, he was he's all coked out.
0: You can see. Oh, got, dude, that it, dude's a wild dude, fucking man, man, bro. His he, he's got
1: this quote of like. They ask him like, "Do you think you're an alcoholic?" He goes, "I don't know. I've never stopped." <laughs> like that's like such a funny response. Like, like what are you talking? Like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> listen, he is on everything. He listen to to do what he has done right. These guys have a history of just popping pills. Oh yeah, and just drinking, like and steroids mm-hmm. and cocaine. Oh yeah, and not sleeping. Oh yeah, and just being fucking maniacs, living on the road three hundred days a year. Yeah, not not eating
1: correctly, just like just in a fucking little tube of like testosterone, dude. Like, yeah, you're gonna do some wild shit.
0: Yeah, like, there's no way. You're jumping off the top of you know. Of, of the ring, the turnbuckle. You're getting hit in the head with shit. Oh, yeah. You know, gravity is real. Oh, yeah. That shit hurts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah
1: you're still getting slammed down. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like no shit. You're taking painkillers, you know? Oh, my God, man. Like,
0: That's a hard life, bro.
1: I know, I know. It's like, it's like when people are like, oh, my God, they they were addicted to drugs? Like, how could you not be addicted to drugs, Like, man? what are you
0: talking about? It's like, they, uh, you go do that and
1: not be high. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, was it a... Uh, uh, one of my buddies used to work, do the meet and greets for WWE. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. And it was like, he got to do it at a really good time and like meet a bunch of people. But uh, he was always the guy that ended up getting weed for all the wrestlers. Mm. And he, he told me this story about how, uh, like, w, they have this like loose rule that like if you test positive for marijuana, you get fined $1,000. So apparently he said Randy Orton figured that out. So... Every first of the year, he just drops off twelve grand and just like, <laughs> it's like, just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, here it is. Don't fucking talk to me. Like, good move. Yeah, I was like, damn, that's so. He's like, yeah, okay.
0: It's baller. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, fuck it. It's such a silly thing, anyway. It's especially so cannabis. Cannabis is so helpful. It is, especially man. for recovery. Oh it my is. god. Oh my god. Just dude. To help go to sleep, get a nice relaxed oh, night's sleep.
1: That's my favorite thing after leaving the like. That's probably my f- favorite thing of the day is like leaving the gym exhausted. Lighting a joint, driving home. By the time I get in the driveway, I'm just like, "Oh, I'm gonna get in the shower and then I'm just gonna just starfish on the ground."
0: Yeah, like, bro, dude. Yeah, it's, it feels so good. Oh, it's just it. it oh. So many benefits. It is. Yeah, recovery. Uh, I feel that it it helps me whenever I like I go train. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go a little bit. I'll smoke a little bit before, and just I'm just nice and relaxed. Yeah. Um, loose. Yeah, just loose. You know what I mean? I just I just enjoy it. Yeah, it's just it.
1: It's just refreshing,
0: you know? Yeah,
1: bro. And, like, to me, too, like, whatever problems I was having before, like, it's, like, a cool reset
0: button of that day.
1: It's, like, a second part of the day.
0: Yeah. I'm just glad the narrative around it's changing. Like, clearly, you know, not everything is for everybody, you know, because there's just so much variance, you know, with our biology, right, as people. But it helps a lot of people. Yeah. And it's not this evil thing. And there's just been so many years of just lies. Oh my god, yeah. And like I I'm like did you ever get caught with weed as a kid growing up? I did not. Damn, I got caught all the time. I was very it. for I was very forced. I mean I got I got caught smoking by my parents mm-hmm. but not not like actually caught with weed. Oh I got caught smoking. I got caught with weed, like
1: mm. but uh my my like di- an actual authority other than your parents? No, no 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 just my uh, parents no Oh okay, no okay. No, no, okay.
0: No. Yeah, no, just like yeah yeah, just just the one time, the very first time I got high actually. <laughs> oh my god, that had been fucking terrible. Yeah, it
1: was wild. the The first time yeah. I ever got high, uh, it was opium. Oh really? Yeah, and like shit. the guy was like, "Oh shit, this was opium." I was like, "How did you mix that up?" But I mean, like, but I never seen really weed at that time before. Yeah, how
0: how do you mix that up? Yeah, I was you like, don't.
1: Yeah, no. So I was fucking, fucking laid asshole. out. Yeah, I just laid out in this like garden for a while. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I was like, I don't know if weed's for me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, and then he actually smoked weed, and like, Oh wait, this is for me, <laughs> dude. Oh shit, dude. I gotta, my my parents just started smoking weed. And oh it's, really? It's awesome. They're in their late sixties, and it's just like, you know, they were so against it when I was a kid. I mean, my mom was like, you can either stay here or smoke weed, and mm-hmm. then I moved out. <laughs> so, but uh so they started. Yeah, they just started smoking, and they're like so into it now. Yeah, they're like so curious
0: yeah dude it's 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 definitely interesting to see people who like have just, it's just so foreign to them Oh, Stop yeah. smoking weed like like when your parents do it
1: Oh, yeah. it's like they can they realize like wow it's like my life could have been totally different like you know you like <laughs> yeah, really, mean? I bought into the law like, god damn like, dude
0: I knew a kid and I knew a kid in college that uh he was just very adamant like i won't I won't smoke weed because it's illegal and if it's legal, then, then maybe I'll do it. And uh, But until then, I'll just drink. I'm like, dude, I don't understand the if it's legal logic. No. Like, you're sitting there drinking I'll all like, the fucking time. Dude. What are you talking about? You can't do this other thing because it's illegal? Yeah. But what? Help me understand, you're not going to get in trouble if you just smoke this. But you're going to drink, like, actual poison. Like, you Like, know? actual poison. Yeah. Like, also underage, which is also illegal. So, which is, is going to fuck
1: th- up your brain much more. Oh, dude. But that's the logic
0: of so many people for so long. It, that it's illegal, so I won't do it. it. You know, to, like, the older generations, right? And here we are. Yeah. No, yeah. Now they're like, Oh fuck, I was duped. Yeah, I was, it's like recovering alcoholics
1: now too It's like well I smoke weed and it's like oh, and that, that doesn't count man. yeah dude
0: like that's helping you not do this other thing yeah 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 like you you cause here's the thing if you drink before you go to bed any really anytime anywhere near that and you haven't really metabolized it which is what most people do yeah it completely wrecks your sleep you may go unconscious but you don't actually get like restorative sleep no not at all at all at all. It's it's the opposite. So it's like you wake up feeling like shit, and then you're just living like shit. It's groggy and then like dude, cloudy all day. Yeah. And the thing is, the body is just so fucking magnificent that it is just adaptive as hell. And it gets used to whatever condition you give it. Yeah. Isn't that fucking weird? Yeah. So people get used to feeling
1: like shit, and they don't know it. Yeah, no, they don't. like. That was when I was saying that I did that huge sober stint, and it was like, that first hangover, it's not like, they're like, oh, my hangovers are so bad. It's like, no, you just don't drink like that anymore. You got Like you're saying, you got used to feeling like shit. Yeah. It's like, oof, this is what that felt like? I can't believe I lived like this. Dude, yeah.
0: yeah. And the thing is, people don't know how good they can feel until they feel it. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. Oh, yeah. It's like once the fog lifts, you're like, holy shit. Oh,
1: yeah. That's I, wild. I think people are afraid of change a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Like dramatic change. like Change is scary. It is. It is. It's is. It is super scary, but.
0: Might as well try it out. <laughs> yeah, lean into got, it. Got, got to. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, it's really easy to get complacent and and just comfortable with what you're doing, and and just not and not like going after that thing. Because there's, you know, I believe that everybody has this thing in the back of their head that like that they want to do, like they know it, like it's like their truth. Yeah, Whether, yeah, you know, if like you're not living it then like you just kind of know it's like man like man I, 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 I wish I could do this and get paid. Like maybe you fucking can or maybe you can set up a life so you can do whatever it is for you. But like most people, I won't say most people, but I think there are a lot of people in the world who are just like clocking in and clocking out and living for the weekends and not really feeling like super fulfilled no, and not really pursuing like anything that's meaningful to them, but like in the back of their head they kind of know like what that thing is. That is meaningful to them. Yeah. But they're just not, they're just ignoring it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're waiting for that Friday night, and then it's like they're going to get hammered the next two nights, and then spend Sunday just, like, doing nothing. It's like, man, you're in this vicious, like, yeah, like almost dumbing of a process, you know? Mm-hmm. And not listening to that voice and chasing the thing that you should, you know? Yeah,
0: man. Is that what drove you to kind of fight?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was something I always wanted to do, and it's like, man, I just love testing myself i want it like i want to see what i could be made of you know
0: or is that just kind of what drives you to do everything you do you just kind of listen to that
1: yeah i love but it's like fighting was always like man i like just always watching it just like man i could i could get there and do this like Mm -hmm. it's like and i remember i remember like one amateur fight i think it was a shamrock card where this dude was just getting just beating this dude's ass just fucking just schooling him and it was like right in the third, and the guy just threw like a little leg kick or like a, a head kick. Could try to stop it with his pinky. Yeah. And he dislocated, it, and he like walked out of the fight, but he had thirty seconds left. And I remember just being like, so, being like, if that happened to me, I'm fucking finishing that. It does, it's only like, like thirty
0: the, seconds. It's only thirty
1: seconds. Yeah. The, you're like the shit's, it could be popped in anyways. Like just fucking finish it. Finish it out. Keep him at a distance. <clears throat> don't give up. And yeah. You're like don't quit. He was getting that, and I remember just like being so disappointed and angry, and it's like. And I was like, I won't quit anything. Like, I'll, I'll go, like, even if I fail, it's like, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to go all the way to the end. Like, I'm not giving up.
0: Yeah, quitting really is a habit. It is. Yeah, because once you get used to it, it's, it becomes, like, a standard that you allow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't mind losing. That's, there's no shame in that. No, like, none. Just, I gotta just go, keep going. Got to go to the end. Man. Yeah, man. 100% just, like, be aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, bro. More people can, can benefit from that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I don't know. You've probably been asked this before, but uh, so ha- have you thought about being a tattoo artist? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got a lot of friends, and I've, I've definitely
0: yeah. Uh, I'm just like looking at your work, and it's like, like, why don't you just do that? <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be. It'd be like, I've always thought about it too. Like, are you good at drawing? Yeah, I mean, are like, you?
1: That, I did yeah. so much like figure drawing and stuff. Up. It,
0: that's always the career that I always said if I could draw, I never like. Took the time. I know. I know that that's something that can be developed. It's just never anything that I've done. But I was like, man, if that was the thing I did, I'd want to be a tattoo artist. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the culture in St.
1: Louis is like changing, and it's like really welcoming and like exciting again.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of good artists here, man. So many, so many, man. And it's
1: like it's cool that like Take that. Your pick. Yeah, and it's cool that that community like supports each other. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying this to, like, another barber the other night that was, like, dude, it's, like, there shouldn't be, like, barbershop salon rivalries or even, like, fighting gyms. It's, like, it's it's so, 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 like, it's so dumb to have, like, a rival. (sighs) It's, like, dude, St. Louis should be this place, like, if you're gonna come to fight, it's, like, oh, fuck, that place is a scary place to fight. Like, they're all... They're all killers. They all train each
0: other. Like, right, dude. I mean, at a certain point, no, you can't fight everybody in the city. I mean, no. who gives a shit? You no. need to fight everybody outside of the city. Exactly. Like, yes. We gotta collect all of our
1: brains and figure. It's like shit. You do this that way that I like. You know. It's like yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, it helps as an amateur. Like as we're all developing this shit and shit. You just need a fight. Cool. I'll get a development fight. But it's like, man, you can't live on that shit. Man. No, no, like, no, no. That's not where it's at. Like you gotta understand where some of these early fights kind of have their place but like it's just experience that's it yeah that's like, all, that's all it's... like don't don't put too much stock into this yeah like this isn't really what's important no yeah man. no then to me it's just the experience of just
1: doing it and like getting that high again and just being in the cage again yeah but yeah it's like with the St. Louis tattoo community and barber community it's like dude we should all just be friends teach each other like build it up you know Yeah. build build the city up as a whole and help each of, other like Fuck that, you know, shop over there, you know. So why? Like, they're doing the same shit you're doing. You're jealous about that. You guys have the same interest, you know. Dude,
0: yeah, it's just the. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that mindset. So it's just like that weird, like toxic. Mm. toxic trait like yeah. cool guy trait you know yeah what's well, it's like a scarcity mindset like you feel like there's not enough for everybody when really there's plenty of success for everybody like what are you gonna do you gonna cut everybody's fucking hair alright guy yeah yeah <laughs> one guy over there yeah, like, get the fuck out of here get, <laughs> get, yeah go ahead go for it you yeah alright Edward scissor hands <laughs> yeah dude. have fun not having a life douchebag <laughs> like uh, say some pussy for me, Kyle. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> it's like, good luck with that
1: fucking all of St. Louis population. Oh, shit. What,
0: people think like that, dude. They're it's, like, it's all for me. All me. Yeah, right, bro. I gotta get all the cool people. I gotta only know the cool people. You see that in, in every circle, right? It's, oh, it's so mean, weird, man. It's weird, man. It's like like the
1: hierarchy shit. It's like... I don't get it. Cause, man, I got like... My friend group is so diverse because like, I got so many... I've always... I'm just so curious about so many things. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I've done so many hobbies and got lost in different things. It's mm-hmm. like, but even like bouncing around, it's like you just see like the hierarchy. It's like, man, fuck that shit. Like, just yeah, we're all just people. Yeah, let's just hang out with
0: everybody, have a good time. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, I'll never understand the scarcity mindset because there's definitely plenty of success for everybody. For there sure. is, there yeah. is, man. Yeah, especially like in individualistic
1: things that like I don't know, we're all into.
0: Yeah, dude, we're living in such a time that. Anybody can create whatever they want. Especially, I mean, with the advent of fucking social media and the internet, I mean, you can. You, we have the ability to like connect and and advertise and sell and and fucking and and build like a whole community online. And, yeah, and you can and you can create like a whole life for yourself that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think like it's like as many like downsides there is to like
1: social media. There's so many like cool positive things too. Mm-hmm. Like. Do you know how many, like, lives are probably changed that have, like, people that have super bad social anxiety that they can't go out in public, but it's, like, they can have this whole persona on the internet, you know? And it's, like, actually feel good about themselves. or Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or at least have human connection.
0: Well, 100% man. Yeah, maybe they're better at, at typing <laughs> than they are like and they can they can make a really cool ass blog and, yeah. and build an entire community off of that yeah. or maybe they just feel comfortable like maybe they feel comfortable just talking to like a camera yeah. right yeah, in front yeah. of them and like even that's uncomfortable but maybe they're better at doing that than like having like an audience involved, right? Yeah. And then they can push shit out that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, dude, there's so many ways to do it or you're just a dope ass artist. Yeah. And you put out your art and people fucking dig it and now you have an awesome ass following. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you're selling stuff and you're <laughs> yeah. like
1: progressing, making you know, bigger and bigger things.
0: Yeah, man. You know, allowing people to do prints and shit like yeah. that. And it's like, man, <sighs> that's really cool. Dude, there's never is was so there a time like now. There is so much cool fucking art yeah put out there Dude. Yeah, it's, no, it's Anything that you can think of there's that and probably more oh yeah abs- yeah absolutely <laughs> it's crazy because like what is an idea sometimes i feel like it's just this thing that's in the ether and if you, you tap into it or it comes to you or however i don't know where they come from sometimes but it's like you know how like some people will have the same idea yeah and yeah. even in different times it's it's this weird shit, man. So it's like, what is that? What's that coming from? Like, how,
1: yeah. How did two,
0: like, different
1: people with different morals and different like mm-hmm. beliefs and structure? How do they both have the same
0: idea? You know. It happens. Yeah. It's weird shit. So, just with that idea, where the fuck was I going with that? I don't know. I don't no there's got to be something like tapping
1: into like that higher consciousness. You know.
0: Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. I don't know. I was talking about ideas though. I don't know. Sometimes I lose them. Dude, me too. <laughs> Sometimes I lose
1: them. <laughs> me too. When'd
0: yep. you start going by peaches?
1: Oh man, since I've been like thirteen. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, my full name is Patrick John Gordon, and so is my dad's. Mm. So my uncles and my uh, mom would call me PJ to distinguish us. Yeah. Because it's you know confusing with two Patricks yelling around. Yeah. So it's like my dad when and parents would have these like big bonfires at the house, and like he was in he uh he had a bunch of motorcycle buddies, so they all we fucking wild and one of them meant to say pj get me a beer out of that out of the cooler and he said peaches he said it <laughs> in front of like you know my neighborhood friends my whole family and it was just like boom ever since that day that was like the first adult decision i made was not fighting that nickname it's like well fucking this is what everyone's gonna call me now like oh wow yeah because it was like i knew if i fought it would it just got worse like yeah and you just live with it yeah it's like yeah so that's what everyone has always known me as
0: oh wow wow yeah, cause you I'll, don't
1: even try to change it. No, I, no, no. What it it's, it's so funny. It's like I'll start jobs and stuff. Like, hey, I'm Patrick, and then someone will hear the nickname, and then it's just for the rest of it. It's
0: just like it but, doesn't matter. They it just... does. Like, <laughs> I, I
1: can't stop. I can't stop it. Okay,
0: like, cool. Yeah. Well, because I was introduced that way, so I'm like, all right. Well,
1: here we are. Yeah, like, but if I would have like walked up, and be like, hey, I'm like, I'm Patrick, and it's like, I, I, within ten minutes, someone would like. No, that's Peaches. It was like, <laughs> it's like no one will let me no one will let me. I did to one of the co- one of the coaches like last ni- la- last night from the place up in KC. Uh it was Tim Tim Rowe, I think it was a guy. Super nice kid. But uh I can't remember but uh talking to him, I was like, Oh hey, I'm Patrick and
0: James was like, Shut the fuck up, it's Peaches and it's it like so funny so just sticks. Hey, man, I can dig it. I can dig it. I wondered. I wondered. Yeah, it works for, like, a branding thing, too. It's really it, Dude, it fucking... It does. Isn't that Justin Bieber's weed brand? Peaches? I think so. No way. That's sick. Is it? I could be wrong. Because, you know, he made that song, Peaches. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that was
1: going to be about his, uh, his weed company. And I'm pretty
0: sure that... Kind of doubles for like his. I At least I heard that that is basically like doubling as like the advertising for his weed brand. Fucking genius. Yeah, who writes a fucking number one hit as a jingle for their a, brand? A, a fucking genius does. Yeah, because now <laughs> I really want it. Like, yeah, let's see here, weed brand. Let's see what it's it, see what it comes up as. It says, Justin Bieber announces limited edition Peaches cannabis line. Dude, see? What a fucking smart. Just did this on October the 4th. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's printing money right there. Yeah, bro. That's right? A... This motherfucker. Limited edition? What does that mean, asshole? Why limited? That's A just... limited run weed product that comes in a sleek style pre-roll joint pack dude that's just all Mark. you know
1: anytime somebody says limited anything it's like oh, I gotta buy this now yeah
0: ooh it looks nice look at that it looks, it looks oh wow yeah yeah it's like hey this is some, some nice shit right here
1: yeah that's fucking classy yeah right have you ever seen sleek man I am so like such a fucking sucker for good packaging like I'll pay more for like dope packaging or something. oh
0: bro this is you all day yeah, I'm
1: getting that. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> next time, next time I see you, I'm gonna have a Peaches joint for sure. Oh my god!
0: Whoa, that's you all day, bro. I had no idea. <laughs> oh my god! That's so cool. See, yeah, see. Look at that, Pete. Fucking, fucking the Beeps. I fuck with Justin Bieber. Yeah, so do harder. I. Hard. So do I, man. I think I like him. Rolls. Yeah, man. Like here, here's the thing. He's handled growing up in his position very well. And he's and survived he's like, it. Yeah. And he's actually, like, he's, like, become a man. Yeah. Like, a a decent human. Yeah. Yeah, Exa- yeah I mean, exactly. He's not, like, a shit person. No, and he's still young. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, dude. I love his music, too. His music's great. It's my, super my son tries un- to make fun of me. He's like, no. you like Justin Bieber? I'm like, fuck, yeah, I like Justin Bieber. Dude, super is-
1: underrated. <sighs> no. What?
0: Underrated?
1: I, I think Justin Bieber's underrated, man, for, like, a lot. Like, when you talk to people about... Or just music in general.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, man. I just feel I mean, like how he's 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 always crushing it. it, dude. It's just hit after hit after hit. Yeah, doesn't he go number one and shit? Yeah,
1: all the time. God, I had a roommate that was obsessed with Justin Bieber. Yeah, and that's when I got it. Really? Yeah, that's when I got. it. I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. Then on a rock climbing trip, did she it was was it a lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She turned you on. Huh? She she got me on there, and then uh. I was on this rock climbing trip in Chattanooga and we took our buddy's wife's car mm-hmm. and the only C D she had was Taylor Swift's nineteen eighty nine and we listened to that for three days straight and I was like, Damn, Taylor Swift fucking rules. <laughs> like, she? I'm not hip. Dude, listen to that album, man. I'm about to check it out. What's album, it called? Nineteen eighty
0: nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Taylor album, Swift. Yeah, that album fucking hits. Alright, I'm gonna check it out because you recommended it. It's so good, man. Because Taylor Swift does not Anywhere on my radar, dude. To listen to that's like the most depressing pop artist ever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. is not she always yeah. just like singing about breakups and shit? Oh yeah, man. See, that's what I'm saying. It's always like, dude, bright, dude. It's just is it if so. If I wanted to just really be in be in my emotions, it's like, it's just in my feels. That but that one's like all high energy. Oh, that one is. Yeah, okay. all high energy stuff. But yeah. uh, the album
1: she just came out with was it was weird. It made like a lot of rounds in the metal community. Really? Yeah, there's like, one of the record stores I go to, uh, Music Record Store in Locust, uh, the dude in there, we have very similar tastes in music and metal. He's like, man, have you got the new Taylor Swift? I was like, no. like what? Yeah, as he's wearing like some of the old black metal shirt, and it's just like, what? Who the, the fuck, fuck are you, dude? I was like, have I heard the new Taylor Swift? That's he's like, hilarious. Yeah, he's like, you gotta check it out. I was like, damn, this is depressing. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now I get it. Now I totally get why he said, listen to this.
0: Oh fuck, dude, oh. that is hilarious. I was,
1: yeah, I was like, just fucking blown away this is depressing yeah this is depressing. holy shit i'm gonna check it out you still go to record stores fuck yeah man. dude i listen to so much music and like i love vinyl so much like and i, I don't I, I collect vinyls of like the shit that i want it's never about like i gotta have the first pressing that shit because it just that just seats your soul but this is like going to a record store and just flipping through and like seeing an album like oh Forgot how much this meant to me. Instead. Yeah, just the experience of it all. Yeah, because I listen, to, dude. I listen to everything, man. Yeah, like, yeah. It's it's like all last summer I went through this phase of just collecting '80s Japanese pop music. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. Yeah,
1: and that's all on vinyl. It was all on vinyl. Oh, like shit. hunting that down, like turning other like weirdo records. Yeah music people onto this shit like god damn crate digging yeah dude yeah yeah and like them finding like crazy shit like hey you should check this out like okay like dude that's cool yeah
0: yeah i don't know if many people do that anymore
1: no no if they do it's like they've made a living out of it too of like hand spinning vinyls at places
0: yeah there's a real niche like community though that that keep the vinyl sales up i think they're at one point is probably? I, don't, I doubt it's like it today, but it's probably been I don't know how many years ago. But there's one that one moment vinyl sales surpassed like digital downloads. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh
1: yeah, that yeah that like yeah when that resurgence happened. We, we, I feel like that was when everyone like switched. It was, like we just like 70s vintage shit too. Yeah. You know, like I feel like everyone's aesthetic was like
0: yeah, everything's like cycling
1: through. Yeah, yeah, like beiges and shit. And, yeah, cycling through, but. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, I go to a lot of concerts, too, so it's always like, the, you know, it's like, I've got so many fucking band shirts, and it's like, so now it's like, dude, I'll just buy a vinyl instead. Yeah. So, because that's, like, where the bands make their money, is the merch stuff. Right,
0: yeah, man, like, going on tour, like, sales of, of the shit while they're on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like. Fuck,
1: dude. Yeah, and it's That's like a hard life. It is, man, and, the, and like the merch person's always like their friend that just tagged along. Yeah, so it's like they they're losing money on this shit. Like I always <laughs> like make sure to tip them too. Which uh, <clears throat> when I was when I was a kid, that was like my buddy's dad took us to our, like our first concert, and uh, it, you know we bought merch. He's like, you always have to tip the merch guy. So it's like I always do it. Um. But now what I'm seeing with Younger generations and at these shows is like they don't they
0: don't know that rule anymore. Oh wow! Yeah, that's like some knowledge that needs to be passed down. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here so, you are passing it down. Yeah, yeah. Like because like, hey man, they don't make you know, they don't work for the band. Like they're I friends. I didn't know that shit. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow, yeah, that's good to know. I, I, um, I don't think. How old were you when you went to your first live music? Thirteen. Yeah, I don't think I was. I was probably like 20 the first time i ever went to a live thing. Really? Yeah, i didn't grow up do like doing that. I mean, i've seen like live music like like at the fair and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. but like i never like really paid attention to it or anything like I that. I was i was hooked, man. I was Yeah, it, it's dude, it's a it's a great experience. I love going. I love going to like like uh like blues bars. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Or like a good jazz club too. Yeah.
1: Dude, a good I mean when i'm like usually when i get home from like the end of my day, it's like, I don't turn on any TV. I just put on, like, saxophone jazz and just, like, mellow out, man. Yeah. Dude. Who's your favorite band to go see in person? <sighs> I don't know, man. I have to think about that. This band that I'm wearing every time I die is always a good time. Yeah. Uh, the,
0: or who are just some bands that stick out as, like, put on really good shows?
1: Them, Turnstyle, uh They're both, like, hardcore bands. Okay. But also uh, uh, this country singer, Sierra Farrell. Fer- hmm. Awesome. Just, really? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, for me, anything that was like a full band of like actual people playing. Okay.
0: So you just appreciate like all the instrumentation. Yeah, dude. Just like just seeing how people do stuff and just yeah.
1: like how tight they can be together. It all works together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing when it all comes together. It is. It yeah. is. And like being able to
1: like be close in, in an intimate space and mm-hmm. like them sharing this part of themselves with you is just yes, so, yes. so
0: cool. I love when you can tell when somebody is just fully immersed. And what they're doing? Oh yeah, right. And then they're just pouring everything in of themselves into this performance. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just so powerful. Like you, it's it's instantly recognizable when somebody is doing that. Oh, you cannot fake that. Oh, and it's so like inviting, and you're just like drawn
1: and attached to it. Yes. You know? Like uh, I got we saw the Dead and Company when they had John Mayer playing for him, and uh, it was crazy watching that man play guitar yeah it was just ins- it's just seamless flawless like, that's it's my favorite just instrument just fucking floating on this thing and it was like you could tell even in between songs he just never left this trance that he was in of like how much he's gonna fuck up this guitar dude
0: I would like to learn how to play the guitar I should take the time to try to learn you already got the dexterity with jujitsu, like might Maybe. As well. yeah. I don't know, my hands are kinda weird. I just I don't jujitsu all I have to do is just grab you. Grab you. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, it. yeah. That's it. My hands are actually pretty gnarly
1: all fucked up. Man, I've popped so many tendons in my uh fingers from rock climbing. Oh really? Oh, How long dude. have you been rock climbing? Uh about seven years or so. No, so
0: you should have strong hands.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've been But cli- you didn't like grow up doing it. No, you no, started no, no, in your twenties. No. Yeah, yeah. I started my twenties just as like something that's something to do yeah
0: seven years of that shit though yeah that's a lot of i haven't done it in such a long time though tension i took my kids um i think maybe over the summer we went actually there's upper limits right around the corner yeah 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 we went just on an afternoon it's it's such a good workout so much fun it's a good way to mix it up yeah for sure dude you know what like doing it and like watching
1: of course like if you're tall and slender you're gonna crush it just because that's how you are (laughs) but i always found
0: out like The stronger, more technical climbers were always women. Yes. Dude, the first time I had went, my brother and I were there, and uh, there was this older lady there, just very slender. um, uh, She had, like, gray short hair, and she was just kicking fucking ass, dude. dude, Just making me look like a little bitch. Oh, yeah. Just floating up that wall, boy. Just all the hard courses. You know what I think it is, too? I've thought about this for so
1: long. It's because, like, women just naturally have a stronger core. And that's where a lot of, like, this comes from, you know? It's like, because you you think you just want to use your upper body to but climb. But no. You want to use your whole body. Yes. So they're yes. able to, like, even, like, tiny girls, able to, like, use their, like, legs and, like, core to be a able to. A lot of to, it's legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's just climbing a ladder. Just a
0: really weird-looking ladder. Yeah, you're right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't focus all on the pool. That's yeah. when you gas out your whole fucking grip. Oh yeah, that's all bad. Oh, but, yeah. yeah, I watched that lady. I was just like, "Oh my goodness! I hope one day I could be as good as you." Dude, it's like it's she the, was so good. Was, she was like graceful moving up that. You could just see her just like looking and assessing and picking her choices, and just boom, do it. Yeah, and yeah, just how she just you know attacks the wall. It's so yeah, it's so cool, man. It's so much fun to watch that shit. Yeah, like, like really,
1: really good climbers. Like, yeah,
0: when they know what they're doing. Yeah,
1: and then going outside and doing it is like a whole other thing. It's so much fun.
0: I've never done it outside. Oh, is I it? would like to.
1: We did it uh, a bunch in uh, Colorado and uh, the Flatirons and Boulder. Really? Okay, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. It was, ooh, it's, you know you you do it. and It's like oh shit, this is like. A million times harder, you know. Yes, I bet.
0: Yeah, I, I don't even care how high I, go. I just want to go just high enough just so I can feel it, and not just come the fuck down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not that brave. I don't really want to go up. No, <laughs> no. no I don't like look down. and be Like, oh, okay. Nope, nope, no. Dude, have you seen that documentary about Alex Honnold? Oh my god, dude, <sighs> Client dude, that dude's an animal. That part where he gets to on,
1: like, he wakes those dudes up on the wall. Yes. And like, they can't even believe what he's doing. Like,
0: like, oh my god, wake just the thought of standing on some of those ledges he's like halfway up just standing there just like looking out and just like what the fuck dude dude like, the lactic doing? acid build up that you have to have has got to be insane dude. god man he's just it's just him and he has his fucking chalk and that's it
1: i like <laughs> hearing the story of the guy that shot it too that he almost didn't do it cuz he was like what if i
0: just film my friend dying yeah like, yeah, he's like he's like that's that's a heavy thing. How am I supposed to live with that? You know, if he falls and and I'm recording this shit. Dude, Jimmy Chin uh does a lot of really cool
1: like outdoor documentaries like that.
0: Really? What what other ones has he done?
1: He did one where it was him uh was it Maroo? Maru. It was him and two other guys trying to do this like route that's never been done. Mm. And uh yeah, it's just, like, the struggle and, then like, the mental, like, them battling themselves to do this thing that they've, like, committed to doing.
0: The Rescue? I think... This is know. a new one, I think. Oh, he's got a...
1: I'm tripping. To...
0: Free self, yeah, Elizabeth, Chai. Well, what is Vlasarelli, this? Vasa, and Jimmy Chin, The Rescue. Watch the trailer. Rescue Chronicles, the enthralling, against all odds story that transfixed the world in 2018, the daring rescue of 12 boys and their coach from deep inside a flooded cave in northern Thailand. That's crazy. Whoa. That sounds crazy. So So that's
1: his newest one. See, that's another like thing in the news that should be like talked about. Like that's some positive ass shit. I had no idea that even happened. No, No, that was in two thousand eighteen, that was just
0: three years ago. Man, you know, the news cycle is just so quick, it's hard to keep up with shit. It really is, man. It really is. It really is.
1: I can't like having a job like that would be so stressful. Like you can't ever relax. Something's happening at all times.
0: Yeah. Fuck dude. It, It you're 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 on a constant deadline trying to get clicks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why a lot of these fucking places do all this clickbait shit. Oh my god, dude! Weak ass reporting.
1: Oh, I know. Don't. I'm not even gonna lie. There's so many times I want to click them, but I already know. It's like it's
0: just a waste of time.
1: I know. I'm like, don't, don't do
0: it, man. It's like, but you gotta know. You gotta know. Is it Britney's? I don't. Is know. it Britney's? <laughs> is it Britney's? Fuck, dude. Oh, shit, Peaches. Bro, we've been going for a little over two hours. Oh, my God. I know. This has been a great time. This is awesome, dude. dude. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, man. dude. This is-, um, is there anything you want to point the people to or how they can check you out or anything uh, like that? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah.
1: I'm on uh, – in- I only have one social media, man. I got Instagram. Uh, good. uh PG. If Peachy. I, if I had – my choice, I wouldn't do it at all. But yeah. I get so much business from it. It's, so,
0: it's necessary for yeah. work, right? Yeah. It's people, so people can see how awesome of a barber you are.
1: Oh yeah, it's all, yeah. And it's like they get to see those dumb little montages that I make out of it.
0: Um, what
1: is it? Uh, it's peachy two blades let's catch me there I'm at YouTube Union Shop, and uh, I've got a fight at Star Shamrock in January 22nd so Ooh. come check it out
0: yes 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 this will be out before then so that works out cool awesome awesome dude thanks again my man hey anytime man thank you alright everybody bye later
1: guys I hope
0: you enjoyed that conversation I know I did Peaches is such a rad human being again if you are getting value out of the show just do me a favor tell a friend leave a rating and review share it all these things they help and I can't thank you enough That's all I have for today. I'll be back very soon with another conversation. I'll see you later. Bye.